You want to make mom smile this Mother's Day? You can start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brands she loves, delivered the very same day with DoorDash. Wow, that's a great idea. Moms are such a gift to us, and we should treat them the same way, with gifts, especially on Mother's Day. I didn't know DoorDash was doing that. That's exceptional. If your mom has a sweet tooth, or if she's a tech enthusiast, beauty connoisseur, if she's outdoorsy, no matter what she's into, you can make her smile with a fruit or flower bouquet, makeup, tech gear, workout wear, and more, all deliverable through DoorDash. Get all your Mother's Day gifts all in one place and get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 or more on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with code THEO. That's T-H-E-O. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Today's guest is a uh, is an outdoorsman and indoorsman. Hell, if the animals have gotten indoors, and he is um he's well he's a mid sized animal control man, and he can handle anything from you know I'm I'm going to go on from mouse to bobcat style. That includes woodpecker, flying squirrel, deer, hornet, beaver. Coyote, skunk, bats, and more. That's this man. His company is titled Hawk Predator and Wildlife Control. He has been in the game for a while since he was a child and animals were bothering him. And now he bothers them. He's the dog, the bounty hunter of mid-sized animal animals. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Marty Voyers. If you're hunting, um, if you're hunting like vermin, do you need energy drink? I drink a lot of coffee. Do you? <laughs> I, well, I drink Mountain Dew, Diet Mountain Dew. Okay, yeah. yeah I'm on a no card kick. I've lost. I went from 260 down to 238 two days ago. So I'm trying to get some weight back off. Oh, really? Yeah. And what are you leaning up for to hunt animal? Oh, just to so I don't to get rid of that. Oh, so you, oh, okay. kind of hard to get through a crawl space and through an attic door if you're big as hell <laughs> well every space is a damn crawl space when you're big huh, i guess um do we know? um is this i mean do you cut are you cussing i don't know I'm oh yeah this, we can say whatever you want okay yeah, no, i just don't want to no i appreciate it man i don't want to say something i shouldn't say so oh yeah the only things i don't say in here usually are i don't say i guess i don't say the n-word i don't say well. like uh f-a-g-g-o-t i don't say that and i don't say i don't say like a lot of british curse words like c-u-n-t i don't say that i don't say p-u-s-s-y i don't say all right like labia i don't say stuff like i don't that. i won't i don't okay. say none of that anyway okay so. yeah but anything else is good um or it's fine you know it's not good but it, it is whatever you want it to be um i've watched some of your pod i've tried to study and watch some oh. of your podcast. <laughs> Well, I don't know if that's good or not, man. I mean, all of it's a little bit different, you know. I think, you know, first of all, I appreciate you coming in. How do you say your name so I know what I'm saying? Marty. Okay. Voyers. Voyers. Um, think of, 
this is more than one peeping Tom. Oh, yeah. Voyeurs. You we, have a voyeur or you have a voyeurs. Oh, yeah. We had voyeurs usually where I'm from. We had, uh, <laughs> I remember we had to, if you wanted to peep, if you wanted to go out Tom and or Pete Tom and they called it, you had to get a ladder from a guy because nobody <laughs> around us had a ladder. So we'd go over there and say, look, Wednesday, you know, about 4.35 p.m., we want that ladder, you know? And, uh, and we get out there and peeping time. And I actually, I enjoy, I mean, I, as a kid, it was, you know what? Where's this at? You're doing this? This, I'm from Louisiana. Louisiana, okay. <laughs> so it reminded me of, uh, we didn't have cable for a while. So I know you'd go over to some people's house and it was like watching, it was like watching television almost. You know, the windows even shaped like a dang television. So I remember sitting out there and just, you know, you know, the, the show isn't that good. It's just a family eating damn, you know, TV dinners and stuff, but it was still. <laughs> Pro- local programming i guess but that's just a way to i mean i don't like to say that my dad cringes when i do that but for somebody that doesn't know how to pronounce my name it's voyeurs voyeurs yeah it's french so there you go yeah and now that, the f- that's the only thing i just i mean I, on the youth is i mean i just don't like because some people don't want to talk about i say oh yeah if they're like are you going to relocate him like well i'm going to take care of them that's yeah. not, no i i make the customer feel good well some is, animals you, so re- you gotta have to you relocate them to the lord you know what i'm yeah. saying like that's how i kind of see it you know some of them it's that's life you know well i mean look it's an interesting job you have so french your name is french i guess and the french are notorious fur trappers aren't they is that true yeah. or not i guess they're fur trappers there do you feel that in your genetics ever oh i'm a fur i'm i'm a trap oh you uh, do oh yeah uh, i sent i sent them guys a ton of picks i, I run a winter trap line predator trap line oh, this wow. year i ended up with 66 coyotes and four bobcats and wow. a lot of other miscellaneous animals foxes and raccoons but i do that every year mm. in the winter time starting in november to february 28th and it's it's for i'm slow my business is slow in the winter mm-hmm. and my farming is none in the winter just for the fact of feeding cattle and a fur trap and i go and that helps my business and i do a lot of in the winter time i'll do it for free you know i tell if you got coyote problems i'll come take care of your coyotes and i'll do it for free okay so when you're dealing with a coyote how get, take me through that process so somebody calls you and says hey bucko we got a coyote out here we got something what, what's the usual complaint if they don't know that it's a coyote that it's getting rid uh they have something killing their calves okay which more than likely it's usually something the calf dies and the coyote is seen eating on it or mm-hmm. tracks and he gets the blame oh damn but i mean they will they'll get a newborn they'll get a calf while a cow's having it it's like the she's, perp- def- she's defenseless i didn't mean to she's the- defenseless when it's coming out of her uh-huh and they'll sometimes they'll grab it then because she can't defend attack. them. She can't fight, oh. defend them, and they'll eat the afterbirth. But they'll come after a sick, you no know, nature. They'll come after something sick. You know, if it's injured or sick, they'll come after it. But uh, you know, I, I get a lot of calls for that raiding chicken houses, chicken coops, or their ducks missing. Oh yeah, that's just like on that cartoon. Remember that? Um, was in that cartoon where was always in the hen house. I'm trying to think of what it was. That one with the big rooster. Oh, I, uh, you know what I'm talking about a little bit. Yeah, the the big he had the little trick. He had the bit the I say, well, I, say, I, say I say yeah yeah that guy uh, had the around. little the little yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. running around the little little itty bitty chicken. These was, fellas right here, yeah, Foghorn Leghorn, dude, yeah. <laughs> and Foghorn Leghorn. I think that's Dutch that name. <laughs> but yeah, he was in New. Uh, yeah, he always had some breaking issue. The, yeah, it was something breaking in. So for Kyle, so so that's fascinating. So. We're talking to Mr. Voyeurs here, and you deal with all types of basically animalia that are problems, right? Yes, sir. Okay. And so I want to get immediately back into that coyote question because that's just – 
So is it kind of crazy to think that they'll attack during the birth, huh? Yeah, they'll they'll oh. they'll go after a, a cow or an animal, deer, cow. They're having they're young, they're defenseless, and they'll t- they'll try to go after them. Then in cases, um, deer, the fawn, that's one of their main predators is coyote. When wow. uh, they'll for the mortality rate for a baby deer, it's a fawn, is coyotes. Um, they'll get the animals when they're weak, mm-hmm. sick, and just kind of mother nature help help them clean up. And they'll they'll get one when it's sick, sick, take it out. And do you see that as like, it's almost like that's like mother nature doing, or do you feel like that that's like, damn, it's kind of cheating? Or do you feel like that's kind of just the way that mother, mother nature, nature works? I mean, you have something that's like not going to make it through the winter. It's going to starve to death. Mother nature's taking out something to feed the other and it's not going to suffer. It's it's mother nature. Yeah. But I mean, it's sometimes mother nature's cruel. She's very cruel sometimes, but she is. She's really stepmother nature almost sometimes. Yeah. you know. <laughs> there you go. I feel like you know. I mean, I, don't I know. love my stepmoms. I got a great stepmom. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, don't I got know. a great mother and a great stepmom. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Oh, you. Oh, your dad picked some good ones, huh? Oh, yeah. I, I love my parents. They're the best. They raised me up good, and they're the best. So now, did you were you into dealing with animals at, at a young age? Because if you're a real animal man, then you, I'm guessing, you really got into animalia pretty young, huh? My grandfather got me into trapping when i grew up on grew up going over to the farm every weekend when i was a youngster and he got me into trapping groundhogs getting rid of the groundhogs mm-hmm. and started trapping there and just worked my way up over the years and he bought me my first traps at the feed store and it just worked up over time and what kind of traps were those those first traps uh my first traps were one and a half um leg holds like foot traps bring that up sean i just want to see what that looks like so we got an idea of it so now, tell me how this thing works here. How does this kind of trap work? Uh, it's, a, it's a spring trap. You when you, you compress the sides of it, whichever one you're look we're looking at, you compress the sides of it, and it's got a latch and a pan. Mm-hmm. And when you get when you latch the pan, and then you'll cover it up. I bed the trap. You bed the trap down, cover it up. Sometimes I make a bait hole. Sometimes I don't, or it's a walk through set. And or if it's groundhog, you know, I place it down in the in the den for the groundhog. Now I don't use that method in my business, but growing up trapping, that's how I got rid of the groundhog. And now, why would you do uh, so? So when you say bedding, you put like a leaves and stuff over it, some kind of camo. In, in, in essence, I, I bed the trap down to where they don't see it. Okay, kind of dig out. You kind of dig out a hole. You and you place the trap down, covered up to where they walk in, they don't see it, but they step on it, and they're going after it like if it's a. A coyote or a predator i use a bait hole which i'll make a dig a little hole in the ground and put a lure commercial lure bait in it so the coyote's concentrating on that and will dig it out and then get the trap while he's working the set going after the bait okay so what kind of bait do you use for, so for groundhog you won't use a bait you'll kind of just wait for their weight to hit it well i mean if you loot now i don't and in, in my younger when i was a kid i'd use a leg hole trap but if i'm at a customer's house can't really use a a foothold trap in somebody's front yard. Uh, I have a, we use a, a good cage as I use as a Comstock uh, cage, mm-hmm. a double door cage, and I'll set it, bed it, in fr- set it in front of the hole and make it a posit to where when the groundhog comes out, he has to go in that trap. Mm-hmm. He has no option but to go in there to get outside. So that way oh. I can say I catch three groundhogs and we don't catch anything for a week. Mm-hmm. I can say there's no more groundhogs in that hole and then we can seal the hole up and we're done. 
So this trap right here, this is a single door trap, you said? Yes, sir. It's double door, single door with Comstock. It's one of my favorite traps, one of the most popular traps with the wild, nuisance wildlife operators. So that's just pretty basic. It looks like it has like kind of this, uh, like almost a teeter-totter door where once you go through it, it just closes back and you yeah, can't get a, out. Yeah, it's spring-loaded door on it, and it's got the triggers in the middle. So when Raccoon, Groundhog comes through, he, bit, he hits those triggers in the middle, and it's a spring-loaded door, and it's not like a tractor supply cage trap it's spring loaded it goes down it goes down hard enough to worry if one gets caught in it could kill it underneath of it it could it could get it wow okay and so what animal honestly when you see an animal that and you trap one yeah. which one does it seem like the happiest to get trapped is there any that's like thank god for getting me out of this dang oh none of them are very happy really uh, no um because some i wonder sometimes if there's animals out there that are ready to be domesticated and they're just like praise god come and get somebody take me out of this damn food chain you know because <laughs> i'm sure for some animals it is just it's a it's a dirty world out there probably the most laid-back creature that we trap that i trap is probably a possum mm-hmm. wise i mean it'll you come up to it if it's in a cage it'll be curled up asleep usually playing possum or if it's in a i'll have them get into my uh, trap when I'm predator trapping, no, and you can catch anything in these traps. I you know anything. Um, a possum's a scavenger. Okay, I call them ground buzzards. What I call them, they eat oh, anything, they'll eat anything dead or whatever on the ground. Oh yeah, forest shrimp. They call them sometimes. Yeah, and no, I mean I've had them. I mean it sounds nasty. The dead cow. I'll set sometimes around it, and I've seen them cut. They'll go in. They'll eat their way inside of a cow. But and how do they, they get in? Through, like, the butt, really? Yeah, through the through the rear end. Yep. Wow. They eat their way right in. I mean, it's kind of gross, but Damn. when you deal with I mean, when you deal with the, I mean, so do it, right. it doesn't really bother you. But that's I raise cattle, too. I have been around cattle all my life. It's, that's just part of Mother Nature. When you my, The old way we did it, you know, you drag the cow to the holler and let Mother Nature consume it but yeah give back give back to her let her consume it. yeah no now you should take it you know really to the landfill but we usually have a holler or dig a hole with the loader maybe tractor and loader and bury it cover it up wow but they're one well, back to a possum and to get them they're the most docile i mean i can you can catch them i can pick them up and hold them they're mainly their main defense is they they snarl which um they show those teeth don't they yeah it's um, a lot of them call them grinners so right before you hit them, right before they get run over, they grin real big at you because that's their main defense. Is they just grin and hiss at you to scare you away. Oh damn! Like Max's girlfriend can't fight or do it. <laughs> you can't, do it, but they can't defend themselves anyway. And that's what. And they are actually marsupial. Marsupial. They're. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're rather cool. They had the pouch mm-hmm. like a kangaroo. I mean, they're a really neat animal. Wow. So so uh, uh they have the the pouch. Can you bring up that pouch, Sean? So they have the pouch. It's uh. I didn't know that um, that they had that. Yeah, yes, sir. Yep, they carry their they carry their young in a pouch. And now, can you get like? Is there like? Uh, do you know how many they could fit in there? No, I I mean I did litter probably five or six, about an average litter. Okay, but I mean they they'll stay in there till they're so till they get so big, Nate. You no, know, it's obviously too big. Then they'll stay with or ride on her back like you got in the pictures. Okay, but they're I mean they're the mo- they're a pretty gentle creature other than. You no know, raccoon's not happy to see you. Coyote's not very happy. Even a groundhog's not happy. To, you know, really? They'll they'll chatter their teeth. They'll gra- they'll bite their teeth at you. I don't know, just like a little noise. Try to scare you. That's their defense. That's everything. The skunk sprays. Raccoons just mean. They'll just come after you. Now, tell me this, sir. Is the um, what is a vermin? How do you get upgraded to vermin? You know what I'm saying? Is there like a 
is there like a you know some rural kind of courtroom where they're like you're a damn vermin now buck like do they if something causes enough problems is it then a vermin when does it go from pest to vermin to when it is when swamp it in, thing or in whatever major house when you know raccoons are i mean they don't bother you in in, the, in nature you know you you see raccoons all the time in the road or running around they're not a pest until they make their way in your house they get in your attic to go through your soffit or chimney or whatever and get into your attic your house have their babies um they you know the feces everywhere uh, raccoons use a toy use a toy they make they use the bathroom like a cat in the same place oh really so if you got raccoons have been in there for quite a while you have quite a mess so if you see a bunch of coon duty somewhere that's really you, that's a giveaway real sign yeah huh? oh yeah and you oh i'll open up attic i've opened up attic doors and had it dump right on me before when no. the doors swing down i mean it's always like you're always opening your your duck like real easy to make sure there's not going to be because that's usually you know the back guano or raccoon feces is going to be right there on top of the attic door also like a surprise party yeah almost. oh yeah definitely be surprised you yeah. get that dumped onto not what you want to do i had a bad attack me i was trying to make out with a girl i was about 14 in an attic <laughs> and uh and i don't know if this bat knew her or what but that thing fucking came after me <laughs> boy that thing fucking came out that bat might have been her you know i don't know if her dad had passed and this was it was come a back spirit bat. yeah or something <laughs> yeah come back as a damn bat boy but this thing did not want me putting my fangs in her neck that's for sure yeah, you brother. were just in his house <laughs> yeah, yeah. you were invading his area i probably was yeah I, you know we wandered up into an attic of a semi uh not abandoned house but a house that hadn't even been built yet so pre-abandonment mm-hmm. um now raccoons though get the they really i feel like kind of get the they get looked at i feel like as mother nature's kind of hit man a little bit they really have come into their own as being just burglars you know like mm-hmm. i think every time you see them they look so guilty they look yeah. like they They're, they call them a band you know, a bandit they have that kind of a mask on them i mean they when they see our houses or your house they just see a tree they see you know every you know the neighborhoods and subdivisions are tearing down more woods and more environment to build the houses so mm-hmm. they're running out of places and they don't have really their main predators man wow and so they they when they look at your house just like any of these animals they just see a they just see a big tree a funny looking tree you know they can climb right up the side and right up the downspout and they'll find a way in and they'll make they'll make your home their home <laughs> so they just see their house your house is a tree really that's yeah, it i mean that's what they see it is you know just just a different type of structure they want to be the the female raccoons they want to be up high they want you know if they're oh, not in yeah. like a cavity of a tree it's where they you know would be in the nature because they want it they want to be up high so that when they have their young they're away from predators they're away from things that could hurt their babies one of their main uh, one of their main concerns when they're having their babies is male raccoons Another one of Mother Nature's things is a male raccoon will search out the female and kill those babies to make her come into heat again, which is no. just Mother Nature, another cruel way of Mother Nature. It's it's just a cycle. Just It's just Mother Nature. And so the mama raccoons, or sow raccoons that we come, they'll, they'll go, they get hide up in the attics and that's they'll make their dens trying to keep away from everything else and the male raccoons so even there could it even be the own male that knocked them up i mean it could be i don't know god dude (laughs) this sounds like a damn john grisham i mean it is possible some of the one technique that we use um eviction fluid which is mainly raccoon piss 
and you can take it. I'm not a big fan of it because I like to catch the raccoon and remove it. No, I've removed it out of your house. But you can take eviction fluid and put it around their entry hole and in the attic, and the female raccoon will think there's a male present and take her babies and shag out of there. Okay, so you mean if you want to get her out of there? Yeah, some some places they if you use like all humane, you no know, no trapping, they can use eviction fluid and that that some that can make the female think there's a male present and she'll get her babies and get out. Mm. But you still have there's a raccoon there. Right. It's going to go somewhere else. It's going to be somebody else's problem. I mean, I like to trap them and get rid of it. That way, I can tell the customer, hey, we got. I've got mama, I got five kits out of your attic and sealed up and we're good to go. And you know, we got that, yeah, we got the problem solved. Otherwise yeah. you just once you put that piss down there, they're just looking they you just you're scaring them off, but you don't know where you're scaring them to. Yeah. I so mean, you haven't really solved the problem. They can they'll either leave or they'll just go even deeper. You just carry in the one, yeah, you haven't really solved the problem. Now what about this uh I wanna get back a little bit to this I mean, it's almost like a Shakespeare story that the so the the female can have children, have babies. Mm-hmm. Raccoon can have babies, and a man raccoon will come and kill the babies while they're being born. Well, after she has, after them. she has them, will the male raccoon eat them or just kill them? He usually just kills them. Okay, kill them, and then kill them just so the female will go back in the heat, so then he can yeah. get laid, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can put it that. I mean, it's not the only. All, a lot of animals do it. Uh, lions, you know, the they'll kill the cubs. You know, and other animals like it'll kill their offspring or the offspring. It just hurts me, man. To make her to make them come back into heat. So that's it. Just hurts my feelings. I mean, that that's not. I I don't come across that very often. But I mean, I've found it where I come do an attic inspection and just find a bloodbath. You know, just Ugh. little young. I mean, little kitsch. I mean, size of the the pop can. And Jesus. just be ripped open, just you know, horrible. Where the male raccoons come in and kill them all. I mean, it, it happens. You don't see it very often, which I don't see it very often. It's some like the people f- may. It's like the first Forest Eight kind of. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's some. Like I said, you know, Mother Nature's cool sometimes. It's just you know, the little man is who you want. You want that little man. If you want a baby, if you want something coming out of your body, you want it to be the little man. Hell, if you want something going into your body, you almost want it to be the little man or, you know, not too big of a man. And that's what I'm talking about, Mint Mobile. If you're tired of getting ripped off by big wireless providers, well, that's why you need Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month, 15 buckaroos a month. And I thought, well, what's the catch, Mint Mobile? But after speaking with them and actually after using their service, you're going to be shocked. You're going to be surprised. But I tried Mint Mobile. And the secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. That's right. By cutting out the retail stores, there's no crazy overhead costs. That's how Mint Mobile does it. That's how they save you money. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. If you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their 7-day money back guarantee. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and to get the plan shipped to your door for free, for free, go to mintmobile.com/theo. That's mintmobile.com/theo. 
Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash T-H-E-O. Oh, if you're going to die, baby, die a liquid death, you know. Today's episode is brought to you by Grubhub Perks. We eat. We can't help but eat. We're, we're eaters. If you see somebody, they're eating probably, or they've eaten recently, or they're planning on eating. Isn't that fascinating? Every person you will come across today or have, or have come in contact with has recently dined or is considering dining. Hmm. Well, if you're going to be spending that money dining, why not get rewarded for it? Get deals on the food you love with Grubhub Perks. Grubhub has all the food you love from all your favorite local restaurants. Eat local. Grubhub food delivery. It's value with the food. You get the perks. Get the perks. Grubhub, what you love. Take a break from cooking. What are you cooking? You're no chef. Your name's Diane. Quit cooking. Get perks on pizza, tacos, sushi, and more. Anything, all the time, get the perks. Try something new with Grubhub and all the local restaurants in your area. Try all the cuisines. Get the food you love with perks from Grubhub. Grub what you love. Now, here's a question that came in from some fella right here who's probably out of work, but also uh, seemed like a decent fella right here. Here we go. Hey, Theo. I'm Noam. Coming at you from London, England. Huge fan. Uh, I've got a question for the real-life wildlife control man, which is a question that Theo actually brought up on one of the Joe Rogan episodes, which is that, how are these raccoons not a bigger problem? I mean, you, you must deal with it. You're on the front line of this stuff. So tell us, what's going on with these raccoons? Gang, gang. Gang, brother. Now, yeah, uh, yeah. how are they not a bigger problem? It seemed like they're after sex, you're saying, they're doing sex in the attic, and they're, um, you know, they're willing to kill children to get sex, and they're, you know, they're obviously breaking into people's homes. Like, I see them in the recycling bin constantly, or I see them usually in the trash, and I'll see, you ever see that one weird raccoon that's in the recycling bin? It's like, what is he? Yep. He's like, he's reading in there or something, you know? But I'll see the ones in, you know, it's like... You'll go out at night. Here's what I find fascinating. You'll go out in a re- you'll drive through a neighborhood and it's peaceful, regular looking neighborhood. Everything seems normal. And there's only three or four trees in the dang neighborhood. It wouldn't if, if you if you asked everybody all day, is there any raccoons in this neighborhood? People put zero on the form. And you come by at about dang twelve forty, I feel like, or eleven fifteen PM. And you'll see them in little groups of three just cruising yep. along, man. It's like they, they can hide so – I mean, they hide right before your damn eyes, it seems like. So how are they not a bigger problem, and what kind of problem are they, these raccoons? And you can be honest with me. I mean, they're – they're my raccoon – my raccoons every year during my business, it's getting bigger and bigger. There you I go. I mean, more – it's getting to be more and more of a problem. I knew it. Like, the more we build and go into the farmland, we're taking out their habitat – they're like I said, they the only natural real predator is man, is a car, and disease, which they get overcrowded like anything. They'll get disease, they'll get in them, distemper, or they get rabies, and they'll kill some of them off. But they are, I mean, a lot of people have them and don't know they have them. Really? You know, you might, you know, if you're in a house, you might hear something every once in a while, and they're like, well, that's just raccoon, yeah. no big deal. Or they ghost. don't come in here and bother me in my living room, because I'll be in houses, that'll, in attics, oh, we just started hearing it last week. 
and it's obvious they've had it for years. Wow. Just some of people just don't know it. I mean, they're sneaky. They're sometimes quiet. You got the insulation in your attic, and they don't make a whole lot of noise, you know, or you overlook it as something else or just don't want to know what, just don't want to know what it is. And are they flame retardant? Raccoons? Can flame. they, are, are they are flammable animals? <laughs> I mean, or you know what I'm saying? Like they, their or their skin is so thick, it seems like they wouldn't be in an attic. It just seemed like a good place for fire, you know, or something like bad. I mean, to happen. They're, they're actually they're very tough creatures. I've had a I did a, had a one particular job this spring, early spring or late winter, and it took as a month and three days for I caught four raccoons out of an attic, and a month and three days the final raccoon came out. Oof. And and what now, was he doing? Just hands up in denial. Well, they were juvenile, young raccoon. Last year's raccoons just denning, and just they're trap shy and won't, you know, they won't they won't come out. Mm. I mean, in the summertime, it's not unusual to have a raccoon go a week, maybe two weeks in the summer in an attic could be 140 degrees. I mean, they're a tough creature. Stay in there with no food or water. No. Sometimes they can get water. Your air conditioner will have a condensation pan. They'll sip off that bastard. They huh? can get a little bit of water oh, off they're that. Sneaky you man. Know. They're I mean, just so damn sneaky. That's what gets me, you know. They're just the damn, they're the real Andy Dufrains of the damn animal kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're yeah. wild, man. Is there any animal as sneaky as a raccoon? I mean, let's put the crown on the prince, brother. Is there any animal as sneaky as a dang raccoon? Um, I got to say bobcats. There you sneaky. go. That's. I mean, it's. I don't get the calls, you know, for, you know, like they don't invade your homes like a raccoon does, but they're, they got to be pretty sneaky. I mean, I would, they're pretty sneaky. Um, rats, I do a lot of rat work. Oh they yeah, can, they can be pretty sneaky. So they do can, I, brother. They they're hard to get, and they're they're sometimes they're a pretty big challenge to get the rats. They're pretty sneaky. They'll they don't like change, and you know you mess with them, they'll change their routes and where they come in, and they're, they're a sneaky animal. They're all kind of sneaky, you know. But those those come to mind as being the most sneaky to me. I mean. Do you look at it as a competition when you wake up in the morning? Do you kind of look at it as like you, like I kind of wonder how you envision your position in the world. I mean, do you look at it as like you're kind of like the like that you're help that you're against the animals? It's you against them. Do you look at it as you're just helping people? Like just kind of what's the vibe that you have to take on each day to really get out there and. And solve some of these animal issues that are in the world. I love animals. Oh, you I love mean, them. We, I mean, I love you. Got I love my work. I love animals. You know, I love working with them, getting to handle them. We got lots of pets. I mean, I'm an animal lover, but I like helping people mm-hmm. and satisfaction. You know, somebody's got somebody has a house and they have a large colony of bats, and when I can go in and seal that house up and evict those bats get rid of them and do and clean up their attic like it was brand new i mean that's that's some satisfaction yeah i could see sit that back and say hey i took care of this i mean it's it's different than saying like well you know you sold a new album or you sold a new car or signed a new deal I said, yeah i got rid of those bats yeah i mean it's it's satisfaction it's kind of a different and it's each his own it's kind of a different satisfaction but I mean, it's it's very satisfied. I, if I didn't love it, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I love I love getting every morning. It's something different. It's something new. Every it may be the same thing, but it's something. No raccoon job, no bat job. Nothing is the same. It's always a little bit different. Mm. Something, a little bit different scenario, or what? How you have to set up on it, or what happens, or it's all a little bit different. It's all a challenge. Sometimes it's very challenging. 
tell me about it. Take me on a call for something where you like. I just had a vision of you like walking through the zoo, just kind of looking at the animals, being like, "I could do all of this," you know, kind of. That's kind of Clint Eastwood, if you would, you know. Oh, I mean, we. Um, you ever? We go through the Cincinnati Zoo a couple of years back, and I was, you know, like the, the raccoons or something. I'm like, oh yeah, like the river otters. I'm like, yeah, I've done. I like otter jobs. You know, those are those are. Everybody sees them as loving. I mean, they are loving creatures. Otters, very neat and pretty. But they'll um, come into if they find your pond or lake, they'll wipe out your fish. No way. Kill them all. Ugh. And, and so, they, but they do the tricks. A, they do the tricks that make you think they're being good. Oh yeah, they're cute, but they're just there for your fish. Oh. I mean, they're they're, they're you know they can be. That's what they're cute until they start taking away something, mm-hmm. and then they're a pest. Like you said, then they're cute. Oh, they're cute and cuddly. Then they start till the tuna's gone. Then they're yeah. Until the tuna's gone, and then they they got to go. You know, then they're then they're a pest. Then the people don't like them. They got to go. Now, why does an otter look so cute? You think to us because they do those tricks. I've seen them do the tricks in the zoo. You know, you get by the mm. zoo cage or the water zoo, and you'll see them do those tricks, and it makes me feel like, oh man, they're yeah, they're lovely. They're this and that, but you don't notice the two otters in the back beating the fuck out of a carp you know what i'm saying like you know what i'm saying you don't notice the hit you know what i'm saying you don't notice the other side of the uh of of the aluminum you know i mean they look cute or the mercury themselves yeah they look cute they groom themselves like that does and when they do that you know it looks cute oh look at you know he's they're grooming themselves and they're always where their hair they're oily to where it helps them shed the water oh yeah and so they they just make them look so cute Oh, yeah, they got this summer. They look yeah. like they got their hair dyed for the summer. They're ready to kind of, you know, like they're going to the beach, like they're going to be in damn desk all, all summer. I mean, it's like a baby raccoon. I mean, I handle lots of baby, and they're so cute and cuddly, but mm-hmm. they grow up to be big raccoons, and then they can be very destructive. Same way as a little baby groundhog's cute and cuddly looking, mm-hmm. but they're going to grow up to dig underneath their house and, you know, dig underneath their foundation, cause it to settle and crack. And, I mean, they're all cut, they're all cute until they destroy something and then they're a pest i got it and then there's guys like me have got to come in take care of them okay so now that's it so now we're seeing kind of the evolution from them just being an animal to them becoming a pest they become a pest when they are bothering you yeah when they're bothering something when they're causing some disruption in our world now is it kind of weird because we're really causing a disruption in their world we're the one invading their territory yeah, like you buy a piece of land, it's like, you know, it's not like you get to go to the courthouse and nine groundhogs get to show up and be like, hey, yeah. what's the deal? I mean, you buy a farm, they level it out and build subdivisions. Those groundhogs are still there. Right. And they're going to come up to your front porch, under your bushes, up against your barn or your garage, and they're going to dig their holes. Because mm-hmm. you're in their world, that's their area, and then, that, and then they're cute and cuddly. And not really a big harm when they're out in nature, other than a cow or horse, you know, stepping in the hole, maybe breaking their leg, something or, you know, something like that. But then when they in, invade your house, then they're a pest mm-hmm. and then they got to go. Most people don't ever encounter something like that until they become a pest. Right. Right. Yeah. Because you don't notice it really. Yeah. They're, they're neat. Oh, look at the groundhog in the neighbor's yard over there. And then next summer when that groundhog had babies and some of their babies come to your house or grown start digging then it's not cute anymore Mm. then they then they call us it is interesting how animals go from that there's that real fine line from cute to pest isn't there yeah there's that real fine line baby raccoons they're adorable i mean they're well they're so cute my grandmother (laughs) didn't really like me and uh whenever she died or uh, she was still alive but we we didn't get along well but um 
the lady, I remember this lady told me one time, my grandma didn't like me. This was her friend. Her friend told me that, and her friend had a raccoon on her when she told me. Her friend kept a <laughs> raccoon as a pet. Do you see a lot of people keeping animals? And I remember thinking, well, sh I, yeah, anyway, I don't know why I told you that, but I remember just thinking, well, what in the hell? Why does my grandmother even have this lady as a friend who has a damn raccoon? Why is this lady her friend, but she doesn't like me? That's what I'm thinking. Mm, okay. But anyway, um, you see people starting to take on animals where it seems a little bit like it's more about them than it is about the animal. You know, it's a little bit more status. Yeah, there's something going on sometimes. They're trying to have a little bootleg-ass Noah's Ark in their bathtub or something. <laughs> have you run into some stuff like that where somebody calls you and is like, hey, look, buddy, you know, like I had a small, you know, like yeah. I had a small dream of doing a little bit of Dr. Doolittle shit in the garage. I've had And a suddenly things have gotten out of control. Had a couple. Uh, it mainly happens on like a rental property where somebody's had a pet, pet raccoon. Okay, so you, so it starts with the So it's usually raccoons. Yeah, it's usually a raccoon. Sometimes squirrels. They, you know, somebody finds a young raccoon. Oh yeah. You know, kid. Something happens. They find a little young raccoon, not scared of humans, and they take it and they try to make it a pet. Which I mean is what do they do? I don't know it. about Tennessee's laws because I'm not licensed here, but in in Kentucky, it's it's against the law to keep to have a pet any. Animals indigenous to the state: deer, raccoon, turkey. No. Okay, so take me back home and slow that, slow, slow that down for me and for our listeners. But so, what does that mean? Any animal that's indigenous? Well, I mean, to the any state? any animal. It's it's a common animal in the state. Uh, raccoon, possum, fox, squirrel. You cannot have those as pets. Yeah, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to keep the wildlife as a pet. Even like rehabilitate. Even if you think you're doing, you're not. You're not supposed to. Not saying they're going to come get you. Right. But but there's some laws. I mean, they it. do. You know, I'm I'm I have some conservation officer friends, and they do receive calls and complaints about people pet deer, pet raccoons, and you. I mean, they're still a wild animal. The, Damn. Uh, the raccoons, they can be. I mean, you can have a raccoon, and if you if you Google it, they'll they'll turn. You know, a raccoon might be fine for a couple of years. And then they've turned and attacked children, toddlers, babies in their sleep. I mean, they, it, they're still a wild animal. Just, you know. So what usually, like, how do people, first let me get into, how, if people have a raccoon, how, what do they try to do to have it really be part of their little life? Like, I see sometimes they'll put a little diaper on it or they'll put a damn little uh, necklace on it or something. You see them maybe get a little bit of a, you know, I've seen one had a little even, somebody made it a little damn amulet thing for its wrist you know what i'm saying like you see people really try and make them human in some way have you come in as somebody have you ever you know if you had to go and you find something and it's wearing a damn you know uh izod shirt or something or you know have you ever found anything like that where somebody's got a damn homemade outfit you know got some you know little baby uh birkenstocks on a damn uh <laughs> on a raccoon or anything like that no i mean i've, I've run across people with pet raccoons I mean, and they, it's, they, they it's got, cool i mean they that's their prerogative they got them dressed up or not no they i mean they'll have i've seen them with collars on them you know little decorative collars but not dressed i mean if you put something on a raccoon it's gonna pull it off i mean they're they're pretty they're pretty they're very smart animal they're gonna pull it off i mean God. i've seen people pet squirrels you get them as a baby i mean they're but they're still a wild animal and do and, in, so is there a, is there something you can do to keep it domesticated so it doesn't turn wild again? I mean everything can turn. I mean I don't personally know. I've known, I've raised a few deer up for a small a little bit of time. Uh, as I had one that we that would that got on the job and I kept it for a while and then it and turned. Then, well, I took it to the re rehabilitator and I, I get doe or uh, 
phone call baby deer get abandoned i mean like on a deer i'm we're getting off the subject here the the worst thing to like people say i found a baby deer is mama when she takes her when she has her baby she'll place it away from her to keep she keeps away from it as much as she can not to put any scent on it that way a predator won't find it ah. so when she beds the baby deer down she'll put it down and she'll leave and go away from it i mean she's just a couple hundred yards away but that way if something comes it don't get her baby and people if all oh, here's an abandoned deer oh i'm gonna help it i'm gonna and save then once it. you touch it it's done she's not gonna take that Damn. baby back because it's got your human scent on it and then they'll call they'll either try to raise it themselves or they'll call a me or call a game warden and then we take them you know i've kept them for several weeks you know just getting them back on their feet bottle feeding them and then take them to a rehabber in which they are they're a licensed rehabber and they raise them up they'll raise them up to where they can survive on their own and release them back in the wild okay and they do that with all i mean they do that with all animals mm-hmm. i mean baby raccoons we can take them to a rehabber and they can rate they'll bottle feed them raise them up and release them back into the wild okay Okay, uh, let's get a question that came in from uh, one of our uh, listeners here. We've got a lot of great listeners on, on this podcast, and real grateful for that. And uh, here's a man right here that had a question about something. Decent man. What up, Theo? What up, Nick? What up, animal policeman? I got a question for you guys. What's, hard, what's harder to catch in the streets? One of these young cats? Or one of them dog dogs out there. What's harder to catch out on the streets when you're working? By the way, Theo, thank you for that gang merch. Just came in. Oh, man. Official. That new edition. With the... Hit her in the front, baby. People make a lot of bootleg merchandise and, <laughs> and sell it. And that's bootleg, brother. Sorry, that's unbelievably bootleg. <laughs> Dear God. Uh, I don't know. So that's a good question, man. That that is a that's a good question. Um, a lot of wildlife operators will not touch a cat. Okay, we don't normally ever fool with an, a canine because you have dog pound, uh, dog warden, but there's no cat warden. There's oh, no, okay. And I I myself I do cat work. I do feral cat work. Oh, you Cats, do cat work. Oh, you yeah, do cat I work. Do some cat work. Be honest, you do cat work. Yeah, I, I do feral cat work. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. Now um, hold on, who's feral cat? Just a wild, not not a domesticated domesticated. It's just a cat that's running wild that what? you can't get close to. Um, I'm sure if you drive around, I mean, most towns and cities you drive, and you'll see cats running everywhere. Oh yeah, we said those that are cats up. that just they just scavenge off whatever they can find. You can't touch them; they're just wild. Oh, dude, I grew up in the stray animal belt, man. We had cats everywhere. We had animals passing through town. We had damn parakeet. I mean, everything came through town. Groups of them, you know. Yeah, I remember one summer seeing about forty cats out there. Well, that's, I mean, you get a, oh, for instance, like a townhome community, and they'll go from one or two cats and, you know, little old ladies feeding them. Mm-hmm. She feels sorry for them. To 60, 70 cats, and they attack her while she's sleeping. Well, well, a couple of female cats, they get bred. They have kittens within, you know, less than a year. Those kittens will breed. And then another year, those kittens from those kittens will breed. So it's you like see that story. how it can go really. And then you got all these cats that are living. They're going to get disease because there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. They get all over your cars. They oh, yeah. crap all and pee all around your bushes. Oh. It stinks. And then, but you can't get close to them. So that's when they they get up. You know, I I'll do fair. I'm not going to turn down work. I try to help my community. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's hard. You know, trying to find homes for them. Some you know have to 
struggle sometimes to find shelters it'll take the cats and when you pick them up you put them in the back seat or front seat where do you put no, they're them in at? the back of the truck in the oh cage. really oh yeah i don't a, a feral cat can be very mean because they're i mean they'll they'll reach right through that cage. you know if it's big enough they'll try to reach through there um, a, a scratch from a cat can get very i mean can get infected because all all that dirt and stuff on their nails when they scratch you and you, some of them call it, uh, cats cat, cat scratch, scratch fever. fever yeah we used and to play can, that at the library. I, I've had scratch, been scratched by cats trying to handle them with my big gloves on, and they'll get real infected. I mean, they'll get you got to. That work. was a song too. Whose song was that? Bring <laughs> that up. Yeah, play a little bit of that, man. That's Ted Nugent. <laughs> so when you hear this, I bet this you should play this. This should be your dang alarm yeah. when you wake <laughs> up in the morning. I'm going in. Yeah, huh? But they can. I mean, I I could go to a job like that and maybe capture thirty cats. I mean, no. Scratch fever. Yep. That's good, man. That's you just got with any wildlife. You got to be careful. Wear proper P- PPE. Right. You know, when I was full with the cats, I wear bite-proof gloves that come up to about my elbows. Really? That way, they can't scratch me. I don't, you know, I don't want to get full of getting infected and have to nurse a wound. You know, it's hard enough doing my work anyway. But we don't do any dogs. No, I just that's getting too. I'll do cats. You know, if I do a cat job, you know, mm-hmm. it has to be a certain. You know, it's, I won't, like, if you just pissed at the neighbor's cat, I'm mm-hmm. not going to come do that. Oh, I wouldn't do that, yeah, man. I mean, I'm not- I used to piss around my bed when I was growing up, though, dude. I'll tell you this. This is a true <laughs> story. So when I was growing up, I was real scared, right? We grew up in a pretty scary area. And uh, I remember hearing when I was young, and I've talked about this a bunch on this podcast, but I remember hearing when I was young, if, if animals smell urine, they won't come by. You know, that's what I remember hearing. So I was so scared that I would pee or I would stand on my bed at night and pee around it in like a semicircle <laughs> so that no animals came to get me because I was so scared Did of like, huh? Yeah, I never got attacked by anything, you know, or anything uh, indoors. But yeah, it's just crazy to think that as a kid, you know, that you have, uh, you know, just that you hear stuff like that and, and, and how to heart you can take it as a child. When you say that there's no dog um, police, I start to see that there's probably some jurisdiction issues. Do you ever run into jurisdiction issues where the dog catcher has got issue with you because you're trying to, you know, you're I, mean, com- I don't do I don't do any dogs. I and mean, why not? You can be honest with me. I mean, I just because I mean it's somebody's pet. I mean, there's not that many. So there's more emotion involved in dogs. It, huh? I mean, I'm just you're getting too much. Even with the cats, you know, I'll do a job and I'm like. No, this is going to be neighbor's cats. And yeah, I can't know. Usually a cat problem is it like a, a shopping or a, a restaurant. You know, the employees are getting bombarded by all these stray cats that are around the dumpsters. Oh, I'll tell you Stuff like story. that. Now, I don't go into, you know, Betty, Betty in the neighborhood has got a cat and she wants you to get rid of it because she's pissed at the neighbor and it's her cat. No, I mean, it's too much legal issue there and bad publicity I right want it, now know. that's a good point too that's why you don't want to get near i mean a lot of my friends they won't touch a cat job just for that fact I, I i'm picky about my i get a lot like factories uh power plants to mm-hmm. get you know cats will come in people dump cats off they ride in your vehicles up in the engine compartment when it's cold and then they multiply and they gotta go i mean they're well they're, they're, usually, health, it's a health risk usually you drop them at the power plant they're gonna go somehow well, you know what i'm saying <laughs> i feel like that's kind of that, you know, a lot of people used to do that. They'd drop them off at the power plant and let, you know, and let, you know, let it happen. You yeah. know, <laughs> let it kind of work out. That cat scratch fever right there, there bro. But how about this? So what I'm trying to figure out is um, 
So when it comes to the domestic animals, that's not really your line of work. No. How did you get from your the your grandfather gives you the trap and you're trapping stuff around the way? How do you then get into the echelon where you stay in that vein for most of your youth and childhood, and uh, and then you just get into it as a profession? When did that start? Well, I, I grew up hunting, fishing, trapping. Okay. My grandfather taught me everything, and then I get into the the job world work a couple jobs and then i worked for uh, my last one was for a rock mine close to where i live underground mine and i still trapped you know on this you know just little stuff and somebody would call me hey i've got groundhogs in my barn can you come get rid of them I'm like yeah I, I could probably do that and i come over and trap them they're like well here's 20 bucks or here's a six pack or you know be not you know give me a little bit of something oh yeah and oh i've got this raccoon i heard you're you trapped can you come get rid of it? Mm. And then I started looking, think, no, I can make money at this. I could do this for real. You no, know, I started reaching out, looking on Facebook, finding other uh, wildlife guys. Um, one of them it taught me a lot of stuff. My mentor, Ronnie Vincent, which mm-hmm. is about uh, 150 miles away from me, and he kind of took me under, told me how to you know, get me started. What you no, know, just kind of get tips where new guys getting into the business. And just evolved from there. Went from trapping, loving the trap. You got to be a trapper to do this. You, you just do. Can't, I mean, you can't just go buy trap. You could go buy traps and do it, but you got to know how to lure the animal in, what baits work best, what areas they're going to use to come, you know, runways or travel away. You got to have a little bit of background in it where it really helps to to do that. So it, it just evolved from trapping as a kid, loving animals, to wanting to change a career. So I was, quit my other job as a miner and was already farming so farming full time and then i started my wildlife business and so um so ronnie was you kind of worked as an apprentice in some way under you know ronnie just giving you a lot of guide like just well, guidance if stuff. i had a problem i'd call him i was on the phone right. with him every day he knew what was know, going on and it's like man I've, I've got this hat what's the best way you know i can i can catch a squirrel outside somewhere what's the best way to catch it on a house you know and i got to you know i had to take i had to study and take my test through the state fish and wildlife to be a nuisance control operator and had to study guide and i bought a nucoa which is just a um, an organization for the wildlife operators and some of their core online courses and some of their books and literature to just get more from animal trapping in the wild to adapting to your house trapping okay a right on the difference right. from trapping a raccoon in somebody's barn to to making a positive set on a house and it's in your soffit and you're 25 30 feet off the ground with a trap upside down under the soffit with trying to screw it down and attach it to your side of your house a, do you ever have to like fingerprint or dust for prints or do any kind of like track like is there any detective type style work you know yeah um one thing that we use a lot now is cameras mm. um i use a uh, spy point cell cameras it goes sends a picture through your cell phone there's other ones uh arlo cameras that do video and we use that i've got three going on jobs now i mean we all use that to monitor um say I, are they coming and going here so i'll put that camera up and now it'll send an alert to my phone i know when that raccoon's coming and going and they're that, motion sensitive well yeah it's motion motion sensitive uh another trick that we use that i've used um if i suspect something's coming and going don't really know what it is i'll take flour mm, yeah put some flour down on a piece of cardboard and when they step through that they'll leave their tracks we do that we yeah we, we so, used to do I mean, that for santa 
you know? Yeah, to see if Santa come through. Yeah. And one time, it was my damn brother. He'd been drinking, and he damn came through. And he actually, speaking of urinating on stuff, he urinated on something. Um, what type of animal has the most sex out there, I wonder? When people think, because a lot of animals, you see a lot of animals, and you'll see them with their children, but you don't hear about the sex a lot of times. Um, is there a lot of animals where animal the actual mating becomes a problem for a homeowner where that is the issue a lot of times? I mean, I I don't think that's really an issue. I mean, I've never I've never had somebody call and say, "Well, these raccoons keep having sex. Can you come get rid of them?" I've never really yeah had that. I mean, but I mean, could you see it happening possibly? Well, it's all in the cover of dark. I mean, they're nocturnal animals. They only come out at night, and that's something they're probably not going to do in your front yard for you. But you know yeah. what? Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I guess would they get into the house to mate? I guess would do people. Well, what they'll I'm be mating. A raccoon will mate. They'll mate. They won't go in the house to mate. Are they they'll, mate outdoors? They'll, they'll mate somewhere in the. You know, when she comes in the heat and she finds a suitor and she accepts him and they mate, and then she'll seek out a den place to have her babies, which would be your attic or under your house. Okay. Yeah, they don't they don't go in your house to mate. Yeah, okay. They're, they're going to mate. She's going in her house to keep away from that guy. She don't right. want him back. She wants to keep away from him and anything else that could hurt her babies. Right. It's like Planned Parenthood almost a little bit, kind yeah. <laughs> of. You know, or something you get a pamphlet for there. Let's get another question that came in right here. What do we have showing that really some people are inquiring? Man, do you feel okay? I want to make sure you feel comfortable. Do you? Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. good. I'm loving it now. Okay, good. You. Good, 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 man. <laughs> yeah, no, this is all really cool information, man. Uh, just little pieces of it are just so fascinating. It's just like things you just wouldn't think about. So let's keep going. What do we got here? We got a young fella right here who's got an animal. What's up, Theo? What's up, Animal Wrangler? Uh, this is Cody from Arkansas. I was just calling to ask... Uh, what is like the biggest injury or anything that you've got from trying to wrangle an animal? Anyways, uh, thanks guys, gang gang. Yeah, how violent is the game? Is it an ACL? What happens out there? Um, is it carpal tunnel? What happens when you're dealing with these animals? My biggest injury is I've had two ladders break on me. <laughs> That's my biggest injury wise. It's put me in a hospital for a little bit. No, not nothing broke, just I've had two ladders fail. When I go up and down ladders, I mean, might be thirty times a day for me, and I'm small time, you know. And that ad, you're going to have an in, you're going to have something happen. Um, actual animals uh, had one happen last summer for this nice lady as a church parsonage in area where I work at, and had um, raccoons coming in her house, then through the attic, normal spots in the soffit. So I catch the rat. She calls me, "Hey, you've got a raccoon." So mm. I come over, and she's out back, and she's a. Uh, uh, it's the parsonage. I guess it would have been, been the pastor's wife or oh, family. Yeah. And so I'm a talking to her, and she's asking me these questions. So I'm telling her we're going to put another trap back up there, ma'am. And I have my assist, my assistant, Tim, my one employee. He was already putting another trap back up over the hole. And as I was talking to her, I kind of let my guard down. I reached down and grabbed the trap. I picked it up from the top. I had it sitting horizontal, up and straight up and down. Mm -hmm. And I grabbed the end of it and stuck my finger into the cage where where, it was loaded. She, where she could find it. And right. she grabbed a hold of me. And needless to say, I let out pretty good scream and a few words I shouldn't have in front of the, uh, the pastor's priest wife. Pastor's yeah, wife I felt huh? kind of bad, really bad, apologized for it. I mean, <laughs> bled all over, everywhere. I mean, it was a pretty good wound. But, I mean, it's – but I have uh, – uh, I've been vaccinated for rabies. Oh, you have? Yeah. Well, now, so, so, so in that instance, you had already a raccoon in the cage. And you just put your hand too close to it. 
Well, I I stuck my hand. The, so the cage is straight up and down. Right. And I'll put my hands through the, the end of it where the door is. There's nothing there. So I'll just put my hand, fingers through the cage and pick it up. Right. Well, I was talking to her and looked away as I was reaching it, reaching for the cage and just uh. wasn't looking. Just stupid mistakes. Stuck my fingers in where she could get them. She went right after them. And didn't want to let go. Was to grab and you know trying to get my finger. I mean, they bear they rip a finger off. I mean, really, they're, yeah, they're pretty strong. You know, I I've been coon hunting and I've talked to coon hunters before. We know have coon kill a dog. A big boar coon kill a dog. I wow, mean, they're they're a bad animal now. Are they? I don't. You definitely don't want them biting your finger. I mean, it bit right through my finger now. Wow. I mean, it was it's pretty painful. You you don't want that. Bring you don't want to do it at the preacher's house. Yeah, that, 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 <laughs> that's the wrong place to. Well, at least look, at. at least there they can pray for you, baby boy. She was sympathetic. She understood. Was offered it. She went and got me some water to wash it off, and she's really nice. She understood. Let's see what that animal looks like. And you can get him twenty five, thirty pounds. Wow! Oh, look at him right there attacking a hog, huh? Look at him fighting. Go back. My God, look at them fighting. Now, now, have you witnessed some good animal fights? And be honest there. I, I've seen, I've had my dog. I've been out before my dog get attacked by a raccoon. And they're, they're pretty, I mean, they're vicious. They won't let, a raccoon, a bad raccoon, mm-hmm. will, instead of running, he'll just lay up, rear up on his back, lay down his back and fight. Oh, yeah. But that way he's got his back covered on the ground and fight. I mean, yes, yeah, it's almost like they teach MMA to kind of do that. This episode is brought to you by Modify and the last website you'll ever need. Yep. It's the last website you will ever need. Think about that. Think about a website. And that's the only time you need to do it. Because Modify will take it from there. They're like a warm blanket of comfort once you get involved with them. They built my website, theovon.com. You don't have to do anything. Modify's last website plan features no cost to build, no contract, 45-day turnaround, unlimited revisions and support, easy editing tools, free redesigns, satisfaction guaranteed, all for just $249 a month. Yep, $249 a month. It really seems to be good to be true. Can't take my sight off of you. Yep. And they'll fix your logo up, too. That's right. To learn more about the last website you'll ever need, visit modify.com slash Theo and get a $250 credit when you subscribe for your world-class website. Again, that's modify with a P-H, M-O-D-I-P-H-Y dot com slash Theo. These guys don't F around, gang. I'm going to let you know that the new Be Good to Yourself hoodies are sold out but they'll be back in stock next week. The original Be Good to Yourself hoodie is back and in stock now. That's the green and yellow. Summertime designs are coming soon. We also have the new Get the Hitter merch. You can check it out. Go to theovonstore.com. Um, one other announcement. Um, we uh, want you to nominate single moms. If you have a single mom you think uh, you know could use a little bit of help, don't let her know. Don't take the fun out of it. Don't take the fun out of it. But let us know, and let us know why you think she could use some help. Send in a video to tpwproducer at gmail.com or go through theovon.com. There's a way to upload a video through there. Uh, we have an initiative this year to, uh, to be um, in the wallets 
of some single mothers out there so they can do something fun with their kiddos. Uh, it's close to our heart, and we know that it's close to yours. Um, also, send in funny videos from TikToks or anything you see that's wild out in the universe. That's right. Go to theovon.com and submit it through the video site. Say, hey, I want you guys to... Uh, to finesse about this or chat about this and we will do it. All right, now back to the show. When I was growing up, rabies was a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was just it popular. Really you would constantly hear about it, the fear of it, what was going on. And then I get a text from somebody maybe a year ago and they said rabies is kind of making a comeback. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this? Yeah, it's rabies um, in Kentucky, in my area of the state. Um, it's the it's gotten worse over the last couple of years. Oh, Christ. As in not I don't know of people cases, but animals um getting tested and getting the rabies at the fox, raccoon, skunk, and coyotes are all in the rabies vector and we have to euthanize those now because there's such a high number of rabies cases with them. Now you roll up on one of these, right? One of these you know, something that's rabid. How do you know out of the gate? Um I got a call last week from a car dealership at home. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got this raccoon, or oh, excuse <laughs> me, excuse me, it's skunk. We're getting animals mixed up. It was a skunk. They said, it, "Oh, look! If a skunk gets its nails done, it's almost a damn raccoon." I'll tell well, you it's that. In the middle of the parking lot at twelve o'clock in the afternoon at lunchtime. Yeah, and it's walking around in circles. It's falling down. It's stumbling. It's stomping. Which what's the Something they do when they're threatened, they'll stomp their, they'll rear up and take their feet and stomp the ground. It's basically like seeing a, like somebody that's cracked out on drugs. And it's spraying. It is spraying some, it is Seen. spraying some scent. Oh, hell it's spraying, yeah. Spraying its uh, essence, which I call it, it's skunk spray. And it's yeah, doing yeah. that. And I thought, well, it's, 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 it's showing signs it's either got distemper or it's rabid. Damn. And so I come out and I end up, I just, I put my, gloves on i brought a cage put a cage down over next to it and i took some six foot tongs which is like just big grabbers Mm -hmm. and just kind of forced it into the pushed it into the trap shut the lid and done deal but that i mean you don't know if it's right it's it's showing signs of either being distemper or rabid now a rabid animal has to be euthanized or taken yes sir taking control like there there's you can't there's there's no cure for rabies I youth. I have to in my part of the state. I have to euthanize the skunks because there's so many of them have been found with rabies that if I capture one, you now one in the wild is one thing, but if I once I capture one, we have it. They want me to euthanize it, right? Because then it could really infect a person at that point. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's not afraid of people. It's coming around your house. You don't want to let that one go. So you don't want to relocate it because. It could have rabies. It could have another disease, and then you would transmit that to the rest of the population in that area. Yeah. So I mean, it's oh yeah. If it's out there stomping its feet in a parking lot at noon, I mean, it'll be washing your damn windows at fucking four p.m. on Main Street. Nocturnal animal, a raccoon. You see a raccoon out in the the daytime. Something's wrong. That's a big sign. Uh, Now, so once you get that animal. Now to euthanize, you guys have you take it to a certain place? Is there like kind of like a bag and gas kind of vibe, or is it? I mean. We have the state lets us do different types of euthanasia. Understood. Um, gas chambers are most popular, which is the CO, and you know, and it just pain you know puts them to sleep. Oh yeah, um, we used to have a carbon monoxide leak over at my buddy Jeff's house, dude, and so his nobody knew, right? Hmm. This was in ninety four, five, baby, you know, and uh, 
and we just started smoking weed. We didn't even know about doing huffing <laughs> gas, you know. And next thing you know, man, we go over there. We fall asleep on Friday, wake up on Sunday, baby wow. boy. You know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> I mean, dude, I woke up. I felt damn nine months old, dude. I felt so good, <laughs> man, because he had a gas leak in there, you know. So every now and then, a little bit isn't. It's not horrible, but it's uh, um, a lot will kill you. Yeah, a lot will yeah. kill you. Now, if you have so that's so that's a raccoon being rabid. Well, how do you know some of these other animals are rabid? Well, I mean, a raccoon will act the same way. Um, a what? A what? They'll act. They'll. No, you said we already said raccoon. What, what we're talking about skunk. Oh, the that skunk. was a skunk. Yeah, the skunk's the one I captured the parking lot. Oh, that, that was that that I that it's showing signs of being sick, either distemper or rabies. You know, wow. you I treat I kind of treat them all like they got something, just like um, in uh, in the fire in my EMF fire department setting like on a wreck i treat you treat everybody like they got something that way you're always covered Amen. you always wear ppe you always wear your gloves you don't say well he don't have it don't need him you treat everything like it's got it so whenever i handle the animals i always got my gloves on you treat all of them like they would have rabies just you don't so you don't take the chance mm. um now when you uh when you're going on these house calls and stuff well how about this? What's the uh, love life like? Is it hard to meet a woman when you're in the animal world? Do you ever meet a woman on a call that you end, ended up taking on a date sometime? Yeah, I could I'm imagine. Married, so I can't take too many on dates. Oh, you're married now, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been but, married for 23 years. Did you meet your wife through animals? No, no, no. No. I met I met her, oddly enough, cruising the parking lot back in the good old days, back in the 90s. Oh, yeah. We all used to boy. cruise. That's where I... We all cruise Sonic. What'd they have? Kmart's. Oh, dang, Three really? Kmart's, yep. Dude, we used to meet up at a Michael... They had, like, Michael's Craft Store, and we'd always meet up over by Michael's, out in front of Michael's so, on, like, a Friday or Saturday. She don't like telling it, so, I mean, we met cruising in the parking lot, and it went from... Told her I told her that night I was going to marry her, dang. and she just laughed at me, and here we are been married 23 years and we were together for about two years before that so and she she likes it it she's not some of my animals aren't her favorite mm -hmm. I mean, she doesn't like go on call she'll go maybe with me to check a trap she won't get out of the truck mm -hmm. um she i'll tell you a quick little story she i had a bunch of when we were allowed to relocate still i relate we got a 500 acre farm okay and i would let now when you say you're allowed to relocate just to clarify so i know what we're saying uh, you, does that mean you're allowed to take animals and yeah keep like them? if i had some raccoons i could relocate them on an approved area they had to be 100 plus acres and had to be landowner permission and i could release them and so that was something allowed. that was allowed by the state uh, by in your, my area for your yeah. job in your area it's yeah. no longer allowed no not on those certain animals or rabies vector animals okay so, I mean, if I catch a groundhog, I can release it. Right. If I catch a squirrel, I can release it. But some animals you cannot. Raccoons, skunk, I can't release them. Not anymore. So, anyway, so I had about six or seven raccoons. Mm -hmm. And I was letting, I had my wife with me. I said, well, you video this. will make a good video. So I said, you video it, and I'm going to let him go. And so she's all, here he is, sitting this. And I get the trap out, and I set it down, and it runs off. And she's videoing, oh, it runs off in the woods. And I do two or three like that. And then I get one up, and I said, this one's for you, baby. I turn around, let it go. And it went right after, went right next to her feet. Scared her to death, screaming. That was the last time she went with me when we let animals go. That'll do it, She was a little bit upset over that. <laughs> she was just scared. Now, my daughter be right there. I'll bring in kit raccoons, and my mm -hmm. daughter, you know, she'll play with them and hold them, and she's all into animals. But it's, I, I liked letting them go. I mean, that was the better alternative. Yeah. I had to do what they, I had to do what my, the state requires me to do. Right. So some of it's not always good, but. What's an animal in? Look, you can also, you, can, you don't have to. 
have you ever seen somebody that had an animal they're not supposed to have and you let it slide that's their business that's their deal yeah i can i don't enforce i don't care what i mean i've been to people's houses and they've had pet deer and pet raccoons i mean it's what about something bigger than that i'm in something bigger than that i'm talking about have you ever seen anything mm -hmm. somebody got a damn and you could just blink at me if you have i mean animals or other stuff animals or other stuff well, i've seen a lot of other stuff oh yeah i have too I mean, i've seen full-fledged meth labs and oh hell before. yeah you know i've i mean i go into have you ever rescued a rat or something out of the attic of a, of a meth lab actually i did um in a in a town i won't name the town um i was doing a bat inspection on a, on a apartment complex yeah. it was a <laughs> low, low income housing apartment you're just it's um Government run. Look, if I'm complex. on meth, dude, I promise you, I'll, I'll definitely think there's bats around, baby. Let's go. So I go into this place and I'm looking. I'm, he says, Well, we got, we, uh, they had a bat call. And mm -hmm. so I'm certain they had like 18 buildings, two story buildings. So I'm certain I'm going through the attics of all that took all day long to, to inspect all the attics. So I go to this one house and I was like, Nobody's here in this apartment. He said, Oh, yeah, we hadn't got this cleared to, to rent back out yet. And I was like, Okay. And the, the guy, the maintenance guy's downstairs, and I'm walking through the structure, and I get up to the attic, and I get my ladder, open the door up, and I said, well, what's with all the, what's with the white paint and all these little cards hanging? And he said, oh, that's where they, we had a meth lab up here, and they came in and decontaminated it, and they spray, I, don't, I really don't know, they paint, they seal everything up with type of paint, mm -hmm. that if something's in the wood from that meth lab, it seals it up to where... It can't harm anybody anymore. Oh, I see what you're saying. And so I go up into this attic, and it's all like this, just bright white in here. And it's got all these little these little cards hanging that's supposed to detect any type of chemicals if something's still lingering. Interesting. So, and I was like, okay. It's like a litmus lab. paper almost of sorts. Yeah, it's just like a, it had just an indicator. If it something detected something, it changed colors or had a little gate meter on it. So that was, a meth lab had been cleaned up. And that was a different one. But I found full-fledged ones. Before, I mean, I go into million-dollar homes, and I go into places that ought to be burnt to the ground. But, I and mean, it's, every, it's everybody's house. The, and if people's doing meth, that's their business. You don't yeah, deal with that. I'm, not, I'm there for that. You know, people, oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm here at the meeting. I'm like, no, I don't. I mean, I've seen, you name it, I've seen it. Really? And I just, you know, you know when I go into the house and I'm looking for a bat, yeah. You know, I'm not on in your kitchen. I'm going underneath your bed. Right. I'm going in your closets. I'm looking into places that, usually people don't look in your house so you probably so seen some wild stuff a lot huh? of stuff yeah a lot of drug paraphernalia yeah a little bit of everything yeah i mean you see, you see everything some stuff you know they're like oh they'll get they'll be like oh my god here i'm sorry i didn't know he's gonna look here and i'm like dude i don't i don't care don't you ever seen anybody hiding in that person's house or something like that no but i see where they've hid stuff yeah. you know stuff that they don't want people to know i go up into attics and i find you know, you'll find stocks, old nudie books up in the attics oh, yeah, from years man. ago, old beer cans, um, uh, sex toys. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Hidden up in that. I mean, everything over. I mean, you do it long enough, you find every. I mean, I'm underneath the houses. I'm in the attics. I'm crawling through the closets looking for stuff. And you're you know, in the you're going to run into stuff. You're in the nooks and crannies, baby, at that and point. And some of it's kind of nasty, you know, yeah. when you're in there. I mean, do or if if I'm at a place doing a rat job, you know, clean good houses, clean places can get rats. I mean, they're there for the food source. But if you have a a dirtier environment, it's going to attract more bugs, rats, mice, and it just gets nastier. Have you been in some places that it gets pretty bad? Take yeah. me on a take me on a take me on a tail. Oh, I did a, a single wide trailer several years ago, way out in the country, rural setting. 
and the complaint was rats. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, and I got my stuff, so I'll come out and do an inspection. And so I come out, and um, they got chickens, chicken coop right in the backyard. Chickens running around right next to the trailer. Piles of cracked corn feeding their chickens. Mm-hmm. They got multiple dogs outside, great big bowls full of dog food. And said, this could well, be my sister, honestly. So I know where the rats are going to be there. Oh, you know already where they're going to be well, there? Well, I know they're there because of food source. Okay, dog right. So food, all that cracked corn. Dog food. Crack, they got to have a food source. Got it. And so I go inside, and as soon as I open the door up, I see a rat run through. Damn. Yes. And so here's this man and woman in the house and had two children, mm. an older child and a younger child. And it wasn't the cleanest of conditions, but right. I mean, I can't judge. Right. I'm Look, not there to judge how anybody is, you know, and I'm just there to do my job. And so I talked to her and started investigating. It was so bad in one room that I went in a room and there was a, um, the, my generation, though, you may, when you used to have to take top off a of soup lid, soup. Mm-hmm. You'd take the can now. They're just peel yeah, up. Yeah. You pull the thing. Just, top off yeah, you had to crank. cut the top off. When I said, "Why are there soup lids nailed all around the walls on the base at the baseboard?" Oh, that's where the rats chew through. And each time they chew a new hole, we we uh, nail a soup can lid over top of that Damn. hole. So I knew this was going to be a bad job. I mean, it was such a bad infestation that I'd catch a rat and it would get eaten before I got there, like it. She'd get up in the morning and check all the traps and say, okay, we got some rats. And so I'd schedule it to come over there. When I would get there, I'd found just like the back legs left bones. The rats, are they'll cannibalize each other. Now, will they only cannibalize each other once they've been caught so they don't like give any information Well, the away? other one's not going to sit still long enough, to can- unless it dies. But I don't know what I'm saying is like, um, do the rats realize, okay, you know, Henry or whatever got caught. We gotta kill him so he doesn't tell anybody else. Where, so or he if he's already dead, or here, here, Henry, his food, we're gonna eat him now. So I don't know. They, I mean, it, like I said, Mother Nature's cruel. Once again, you know, it's cannibalize each other, the rats. But I mean, it's and they're there for the food source right. and left uncontrolled. They get in your walls and ceilings and. No, I think we end up catching 30, 40 rats out of there and got rid of all of them. Now, have you ever had anybody, I'll tell you this, I was at, this is in New York City, I'm in New York City, and I met a man from Iowa who used to, his friend sold the penis, he sold raccoon penis necklaces. This is what the man told me right in the street. And I thought that first man was crazy and then I got his phone number, you know, because it sounded interesting and I haven't even looked at my phone in years, but I bet it's in there and... Is that a do? Have you ever had anybody call you and say, "Hey, you know, uh, Mr. Voorhees, will, will you help me collect some of the? You know, I'm trying to do something, or I'm going into a business. You know, rabbits feed or something. Will you help mm-hmm. me collect an item along the way? I could have brought some for you. I got a whole box of coon penises. Do you really? Peckers. Yeah, I save them every time when I don't. The the ver, the fur value is so bad now. The mm-hmm. market's just nil. And I mean, how much uh, fur is on a raccoon penis? Well, I mean, I mean be- for the the animal, the animal, the like for the like in the wintertime, like if I kept for fur trapping, I catch a raccoon, and I'll skin I'll skin it out and keep the fur and sell it in an auction, fur auction. Oh, okay. This it this getting outside the the wildlife bit. This is a trap back to the just trapping part, and you would you skin it out, dry it out, and sell it at auction. Where they used to back in the seventies, you might have got thirty forty dollars for a, a raccoon pelt. Now you oh get, just the pelt yeah just the pelt now you might the uh, last year's auction I went to they were fifty cents up to five dollars damn yeah so that's 
that's not worth my i won't i don't spend the time to do it you right know, i don't and, i don't go out and specifically trap for them but when i did because, do it and when i do if i catch one i'll mm-hmm. take it back skin it out and if it's a boar i'll keep i'll keep the pecker i mean they're they're worth i mean you could there's guys that buy them they make toothpicks out of them really yep they have to make toothpicks out of them can you pull up a picture of that sean raccoon uh penis toothpick and so is it, it how much bone is on that penis brother be honest about like you. a pencil I mean, you'll wow. Maybe show it's it's. I could have brought one. You should. I wish we talked about that. I'd have brought you one. So that's raccoon penis right yep. there. Damn, that's hardy. Yep. Coon dick toothpick. Damn that baculum, brother. That's. <laughs> I mean, they're about. You can sell about every part of the animal. The skulls worth. You know, and that the guys that do it, the skulls worth something. The the glands are worth something. That, you know, actually, some places I thought, think in Louisiana, I thought they sell raccoon meat. A lot of people eat raccoon. It's I, mean, I haven't had it. I've, had I've it. never tried. I've eaten groundhog. I've eaten uh, bobcat back straps, but I've never I tried have. the raccoon. How's bobcat? I've had pelican and I've had dove. Yeah, I mean, it just tastes like meat. I mean, you could. I mean, I know guys in trapping groups. I'm on Facebook. They, they've tried a uh, coyote back straps. Wow. But I mean. A back strap's a back strap. I mean, it's all meat once you get the hide off of it. It's yeah. meat, but to each their own. We tried bobcat just for the hay. We tried it, but that's uh, something I wouldn't eat. <laughs> we eat every day. Um, my grandparents, I used to hear my grandparents talk about eating uh, groundhogs all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, get that young groundhog. Oh, eat that. And I've actually had groundhog years ago. It's all right, but I know I've eaten um, beaver, but the the animal i got gotcha. you yeah, yeah before we go anywhere no i feel <laughs> and, uh, and it, it's a good dark red meat it's it's really good you make beaver stew make really roast. yeah it's a really good meat out of anything it that you would trap outside i mean we do nooses trapping for beavers too okay but in the winter you know in uh fur trapping mm-hmm. well no i like beaver trapping it, it's a good meat it's a dark it's a good red meat it's a really good meat i haven't had that i'm sure and i'm sure i could probably get into it in this area you know uh because i spend about half the year out here now it looks like uh, i'm sure i'll be able to get into you know just more option for that meat you but know the further west you get they they don't want you having any meat i mean you can't go to the grocery store and buy it but you can buy it out of you know i'm sure select places or track you know it's i mean it's not usda inspected stuff no I mean, no, no dude i don't want it to be you know what i mean I'm saying, it's, man? it's good no i want that bootleg stuff i want the guy who's got a cooler on his on his on his passenger seat bootleg you know? beaver mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go i've had some brother that's for sure <laughs> um so tell me about this though when you get uh the the bone of the raccoon the penis do they um have anybody ever made like a thing of necklaces or i'm sure they have okay i mean i haven't I mean, but I'm sure, I'm sure there are people out there have. It's amazing they have that much penis on them. They make a lot of teeth, like coyote teeth. They'll make uh, necklaces out of them, bear teeth. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a necklace out of one. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. God, it's beautiful. I mean, once you polish it and clean it up, it's just bone. It's yeah. Just knowing where it come from or what it is. I mean, if I laid that out there, you would never know what it was. I mean, unless you've studied that or looked at it, you'd never know what that was. Oh, hell no. I'd have stirred, dude. I'd have I mean, you can get on eBay and buy them. Oh, I'd stir preserves with that thing, brother. I wouldn't have, yeah. You can get right on there and you can buy. I mean, you can look on eBay and buy coon peckers. I mean, what's, a, what's the largest, uh, what is the largest uh, animal penis you've seen that's out there? <laughs> and I won't tell anybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. 
I mean, it probably a coyote. Wow. I mean, we don't skin them. I mean, I don't take those out, but when you skin them, you got to skin around it. I mean, it's it's bigger than the raccoon. The mm. bone part is bigger than the raccoon. So some animals have bone in their penis, huh? Yeah. But we don't have it. I mean, it's the animals. The I don't know what all animals. I'm not that. And here you go, right here. Now let's let's go. zoom in on that, brother. Yeah, there's the coyote. Let's go down this penis bone chart. <laughs> just let's get a look at it here. Let me see what we got here. Damn, now otter's got that heater on him, huh? Otter's got that dang uh, mm-hmm. rudder. Yeah. Wow. Badger got that interesting piece on him. <laughs> that red fox don't have much on him, dude. R.I.P. Or the weasel. <laughs> yeah, that weasel ain't got nothing, boy. I'll tell you, look, I'll be real honest about where I am on this chart. I'm probably about a badger. To, I'm, I'm in between badger and otter. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. All right. No comment. Okay, okay. No worries, man. No worries. I'm just trying to be, you know, uh, you know. I'll, maybe I'm a little more badger. Okay, I'll be honest with you, bro. I'm a little more badger, bro. Um, we got another question that came in from one of our listeners. Man, we had so many questions that came in for you Um. We won't get to all of them, but some of them we we do have here. Yo, TPW. Hi, how's everyone doing? My name is PK, originally from East Africa. I've got two questions for the wildlife control fella. Um, The first one is, have you been on a call where somebody um, decided to keep a wild animal as a pet and then changed their mind? Something like a monkey or maybe something crazier. Uh, and if so, what what was that experience like? My second question is, um, what are your thoughts on people keeping um, birds as as pets? You know, things like pirates. Um, yeah, what do you think about that? My stepdad, his first wife, she was really, uh, I don't know what was wrong with her, but she had countless birds and then he left her. But... Um, <laughs> What do you see a lot of that? Who has birds? Who has birds? That's a good question. Who has birds? I have five birds. Okay. My daughter, we all have them. We're family pets. Now, how big are these and how loud are they? They can, we have two parrots. They're, she'll kill me if I say this wrong, Indian ringnecks. Okay. Parrots. We have we have two of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of one of them's talking. The other one's young. They hadn't talking yet. Uh, Echo, He he's quite talkative. That's we on discussed bringing. Talked about bringing a pet, bringing something with me, and it said the hotel probably wouldn't like that. And I asked my daughter. She said only if I can come. <laughs> she wasn't sending the bird. Well, maybe next time we'll have her come too, man. But, oh, that's uh, a beautiful bird. Yeah, there we have a blue one and a green one. Yeah. Oh, they're beautiful. And so now, do you rescue these out of people's homes? No, they, these were these weren't rescues. They okay. Were, now we she does have a. Oh, she's got a couple of parakeets, different types of parakeets, and we have a lovebird, which came from an animal rescue. It came from a, uh, on as a bird rescue, mm-hmm. and it had been, I think, it had been abused. It oh. was mishandled, wasn't handled properly, and it's like seven years old. And love is a battlefield, brother. Yeah, isn't it? And she got, she got it. Um, I mean, there's all there's animal rescues where parrots weren't taken care of. Oh. You know, big macaw. You know, just animals aren't take just like dogs and cats can get abused where animals aren't taken care of, mistreated, and they they're giving up. Now, now, what about show animals? Anybody you know? Sometimes you see, like I know they had a cat show for a while out there near uh, Fresno. They got busted and they shut down and had to disband and get rid of a lot of the cats and a lot of the you know. There's people you see. I know you mentioned earlier they got squirrels. I remember out at. Um, 
I don't know if it was Dollywood or someplace in Arkansas, they used to have that little, you know, the squirrel on the water skis, a little deal mm-hmm. they put out there at recess or whatever, lunch, you know, and you could throw a little barbecue chips at them or whatever. But have you had any uh, animals that have, have you had any shows that have shut down in your area, any met magicians and you had to go rescue the dove or anything like that or reach into a hat, to, you know, like anything you've had to do, like where the, the performance animals? Well, I, I did um, get a call about white rats. And they were obviously domesticated rats that somebody mm-hmm. let go. And there's quite a few of them in this kind of a neighborhood, but they were coming to one house. Okay. And, I mean, I, I called all, caught all them just like I do any other rats, but they were all white. So and they what did were that a mean? domesticated rat that somebody couldn't care for, and they just released it. Okay. But you don't know if they were in shows or anything? Oh, no, no. They wasn't in a show. No, I, I don't. Not, not where they were at. They weren't in a show. I've never... No I've never proof. Yeah, no had proof. to get anything that somebody had in a show that were something that was released. Now we I think in Ohio a couple of years ago a guy let you know something don't know what he was unhappy about, but he had a lot of exotic cats and he let them all everything go. Mm-hmm. And I think they ended up having to euthanize most of them. Damn. They were just you know, you let a a cougar go, you got you know, or a lion, you can't you know, they're gonna get somebody that I think they euthanized most of it. But that was somebody that just let pets go that okay. they shouldn't have had to start with. Okay. So what tell me take me into the big cat game. What's that like when you get some of these big cat calls and uh what we, kind of cats do you deal with? I mean, the only cats I deal with are bobcats. Now are they violent? Oh, they're out of all the and back goes into the trapping part of it. Mm-hmm. The the uh I catch a coyote they try to get away from you. I mean, they're if they're caught, they're going to be as far if there's a if it's a if they have three foot of chain or cable attached to that trap or a snare, they're going to be as far away as they can get from you, cowered away from you. A bobcat comes after you. A really? bobcat they'll flat come after you. Here's they, a question right here that came you. in about one. Video of him, oh, is a video of you right here dealing with one? Okay. And is it chained down to the ground right now? It, so? It's caught in a foot trap. Okay. And I like the red fox. I don't like the... So this is a red fox. This isn't a bobcat. Yeah, that's that's a red fox. I like the red fox. They they are on the euthanasia list mm-hmm. in the nuisance part. Now, this is this is fur trapping. Just regular. I'm trapping under my trapper's license. Mm-hmm. And I'll release all them when possible. Because they just don't see as many of them. And I just use a choke pole. Mm-hmm. And so I let him loose, and he'll bam, he's he's off to, off to live another day. There was a girl I ran into a girl a couple of months ago in Los Angeles, and she had a fox fur coat, and she was kind of wearing it late at. She didn't want to tell everybody. She told everybody it was fake, but then I I, I felt like it wasn't fake. You know, <laughs> I touched it, and I felt like I said, I don't know, I felt some fake stuff before, and it felt like real stuff. Oh, they're very nice. So she admitted to me secretly she'd been doing drugs, but she told me secretly that it was real. So well, there's, I mean, there's a lot. Of, the fur industry's really gone. You'll see more actors, actors, um, singers, sporting fur, sporting bobcat. That's the biggest thing. I, I have several bobcats that I've been that I've held on to mm-hmm. that I want to have made into a, a vest or a coat, and I have some uh, black bo- or um, black coats that I've held that I've trapped over the years. Wow! And I want to have a kind of like a black coat backing and bobcat front. I'd buy coat. something like that from you if you ever. Yeah, made I mean one. it's. I mean, there you can. I mean, the fur coat, the, the like the bobcats I sell. That all the fur goes to for the fur industry. Most of it ships to like China and Russia mm-hmm. for you know liners for fur coats or jackets. 
But like the Bobcat, there's a guy that would used to buy mine in Lexington, Kentucky, mm-hmm. that makes custom furs, mm. coats and stuff, and he buys the Bobcats for that. Yeah, it's, I, I, I don't know if it's secretly still a pretty big business or not, you know? I mean, it's, I mean, a lot of people are down on it. it. I mean, but a lot of people like it too. And a lot of people are down on what we do. You know, people don't like the trapping. Yeah, I mean, it, it injures them sometimes. You know, it, it catches them by the foot. You know, it does hurt. You know, um, it does do more. In, the more they fight, the more they might hurt themselves. But I've actually got in places to trap before farms to trap in the winter by taking a trap and sticking my hand in it. Mm. And just usually like a number two when it's not real hard, powerful. It don't break the bones, break the skin. It don't feel good. But that lets somebody know, okay, well, if a dog does get caught in, it's not going to break its foot off. Right. And if I'm willing to stick my hand in it, they're willing to let me track because they don't fear what the cat gets. It is not going to kill the cat. Right. It just won't like it very well, but it'll be able to be released unharmed. I mean, it's kind of strange. You know, I do that, but some people do that. You do. Trapping's getting harder and harder to find places to trap. Well, it's weird that we're part of nature, but we sometimes act like we're this, but we're this more conscious part of nature. I guess, because it's not like you probably have some raccoons that won't come in and kill the babies to -hmm. get the mother to go back in. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you don't have these other dirty parts of nature that Mm -hmm. run its course. Um, You know, I have a friend who does some big game hunting, and he talks about how a lot of times the, the conservation, the place you go to hunt, whatever it is. You have to pay like half a million dollars to do it. Mm -hmm. And the money you pay, it's usually a sick animal that you're killing or an old animal that's not procreating or anything anymore. Now the group. Yes. And so the money you're going to pay is going to take care of 500 other animals. You know, like um, it's just interesting sometimes like uh, how one news article – you know, sometimes just won't give you all the facts, so at least you can make um, have a little bit more information. And a lot they'll feed like they'll take that animal too, and they'll feed the whole village. Right. Oh, uh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won't even. They might take a. They might get some part of the animal taxidermied or get a photo mm-hmm. or something like that uh, for their relic. But they're gonna. Yeah. But that that the food from that could feed the entire village, and also, but the money for the conservation group mm-hmm. is gonna. It's gonna bring to. It's gonna help so many more animals live. It's almost unbelievable, you know. I mean, the hunters have been. That money goes for the preservation, the to keep the poachers away. Totally, you know the fence or whatever. I mean, and you it, need it. Look, I'll tell you this. I was in South Africa. This is probably maybe eight years ago, seven years ago, doing comedy shows over there. And we met a man one day, and he was rich. This man was a rich man. He him and his wife had run a diamond mine. Mm. or mine and they or hell maybe it was a damn diamond mine maybe it was damn (laughs) indiana jones but they had run something where they had made a ton of money but they owned a nature preserve their own i mean and this dude took us in a helicopter there and i actually ended up hooking up with his girlfriend one time i still feel pretty bad about that (laughs) but uh but anyway this man took us over to their nature preserve and and he took us around. So, I mean, the biggest animals. He might have had damn dinosaurs. I don't remember what he had. <laughs> but, I mean, he had trice, uh, rhinoceros, everything. You know, giraffe. I mean, just, we pulled right up next to him. And they were his in his damn yard. I mean, his yard, I'll admit, was probably 50,000 acres or something. But it was a yard. Fast forward two weeks. He sends me a picture. The two rhinoceros we'd seen, somebody had broken in and sawed their horns off with a uh, 
chainsaw yeah. and just left the bodies right there to rot. Yeah. And he said poachers had gotten in and gotten them. And it was See, just. They're trying to protect them and get the people there to poach them just to sell that little bit of ivory off of them. Right. So it's just interesting. It's like one thing's going to happen. It's just nature. It's like this part of nature is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to do another part of it. You have to just, ma- it's about managing nature. Yeah. See, that's what my, I mean, it's got to get away from the noose, the wildlife part, it, like my trap. And my daughter doesn't, she doesn't like me getting all the animals that, you know, but she, she loves animals. Right. But I, we keep them in check. You know, this year um, I trapped 66 coyotes. Wow. And over the course of the four month trapping season, you know, Think how many coyotes I took out of the population, all those females, which over half of them were females. And you're going to have all those young, you know, all the baby deer that I saved, all the young turkeys that I saved, all the, I do a lot of work for uh, sheep farms and all the baby sheep. Oh, sheep and, will get attacked. And sheep is just a damn fucking throw pillow full of dinner, yeah. dog. They'll so, get them bitches immediately. So I just, immediately. I mean, we got to keep it in check. You know, everything's got to be kept in check or if not, it'll um, like the deer. I mean, that's why they have deer seasons, and they keep upping the quota. If they didn't have a deer, if you weren't allowed to kill a deer, I mean, you, your insurance, that's what makes your insurance cost so much now is all the wrecks. Right. I mean, where I live at, deer deer collisions are horrible. I mean, I've got friends that have hit 10 different deer in their life told cars. I mean, it's they're there, and if we didn't have these seasons to keep them in check, there'd be just that much more of them on the roads, crossing the roads, just like all the other animals if there wasn't. But it's all in a... a and balance right like the groundhogs are starting to come make a comeback and why are they doing it what's going on their main predator was the coyote oh so, so by killing off take, the coyotes so if you take too many it messes up the cycle oh. you take too many coyotes out and then the groundhogs are going to get overpopulated damn so i mean everything's got a spot everything's got a little spot in that food chain but i mean they have to be kept in check i mean people you know it's it's part of it, Mother Nature does it herself with disease and stuff. You know, yeah. we're just giving her a little helping hand. No, look, I think it makes perfect sense. Like you're saying, if you don't take those coyotes out, then how many more turkeys do they get into? How many more baby deer do they yeah. kill? How many more uh, chicken houses? Do they, just different things. How many more different circles will they mess up? I mean, bobcats. They'll, they'll, a bobcat take down a full-grown deer. Damn. I mean, they... A bobcat goes for the neck. Well, a cat, no, a cat goes for the neck. Canines usually go for the rear. They bite. No, they they attack from the rear. But you know, a bobcat they'll take down. And pets, both of them will take down. Coyotes are big pet killers. Because hmm. cats, if you we got cats that are around dogs. I have a little healer. The cat's not scared of the dog. Hmm. So a coyote could walk right up to a cat and just chomp, just take it with it because the cat not scared of it. You know, oh, because they're the same species. Well, I mean, where they're they're used to. It. My cat's used to. Dog, you know, most cats are used to. Cats that are outside are used to. I'm talking. I'm not talking about bobcats now. I'm like a domesticated house cat. Okay. Are used to dogs, and so if a coyote walks through your yard and the cat's there, the cat's like, "Hey, what's up?" Oh, you, you see, just a dog. Yeah, and it thinks it's just a dog, and bam, you know, coyotes are starting to come into our neighborhoods and eating the pets because they're easy meals. Wow. And they'll eat. They'll eat small dogs. They'll eat that bobcats. Don't know if they'll real. They, they'll eat another cat if it's out and you know if they can get to it. They're they'll eat. They're a hunter. They'll eat whatever they can come across. My God! But they Man. they kill. I mean, I've seen videos 
on cameras where coyotes were attacking deer bobcats were attacking deer do you feel sometimes like we're kind of ruining the world and that we it's like kind of a bummer that we're in it not in a bad way like but just do you ever like have that moment where you're like man nature would be so much we're better in their world we're, we're asking them to live in their area that's your jury after i mean after, no that you look i think you have a good you got a unique position because you're that you know you're kind of that middleman you're that yeah. middleman where it's like, hey, man, whenever, you know, somebody starts, you know, stepping on when it's, you know, Red Rover, Red Rover, a coyote came over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're the guy they call. Yeah. You know, like you're that freaking, you're the you're the referee kind of. Yeah. So I think getting your perception is interesting that, yeah, we're kind of, it. Do you, so you would say it feels like we're on their turf in the world. Yeah. I mean, it's, we're. Uh, bats will go into bats. Uh, you know, they mainly they'll live in trees. I mean, bats are everywhere, and they'll live in trees. Are they really? And the more trees and structures that we remove to build houses and whatnot, they're going to come live in your house. Right. Once again, it's just a big tree to them. Mm-hmm. Here's a question we got that came. Oh, there's some video right here. Are you dealing with one of them? Yeah. Oh, it's one, a photo. Yeah, that's one I removed from a from a house. Wow. I mean, they they have canines. If you you see their teeth, I mean, they have canines just like a. It's like a dog. I mean, they got the big canine teeth. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they can inflict a pretty good bite on you. Man. So, I mean, don't ever, you see a bat, don't just call call the professionals and let them. I've got I've got on protective gloves. You get bit by him and he flies off, then you're getting rabies shots. And you don't want to have to go do that. That's pretty pretty nasty shots. Have you seen someone die of rabies? No, I haven't. I know, I know several people personally have had rabies. I've done a couple jobs. Where the people had a, such a bad bat problem, they've already had to, they've gotten bit and already had to get rabies vaccinated shot or rabies shots and still haven't got rid of the bats. Damn. So just some people just I don't know just don't understand, aren't educated, or slow learners. Or mm-hmm. if I got rabies shots, I'd probably be getting rid of the bats if I had them that bad. Yeah, I think. But I mean, they can bite you if you have one in your living space. I mean, they could bite you and you not know it when you're asleep. Damn, they enough to you know really? just a little prick and you not notice it and there you go so do um have you had uh anybody have you had any senior citizens living with animals they didn't know they were living with like any crazy instances like that um i had a elderly lady that she kept hearing something and there was a possum in her house mm. it had come in through one of the vents in the bedroom that she hadn't used for a while pushed the vent up and it was running around the house. She she actually thought it was a cat. Mm. But she just caught they gl- always think that. glimpses of it. But I mean, other you know people. Not, I mean, that was actually living in the house with her. Amen. You know, and the other ones would be under the house and in. Uh, I mean, Raku. They'll. I've had a customer sent me a. They said a, they sent me a message texting me. Said we got a raccoon problem. Can you help? And I said yeah. And I said well, you know it's a raccoon. And they sent me a picture. The raccoon had come through the ductwork into the ceiling in the kitchen, knocked the register out, and where when you screw all that ductwork together, you see these big metal screws, sheet metal screws, mm-hmm. and it got itself wedged up in them screws and was hanging there in just a bloody mess, blood where it had been trying to get out all over the ceiling, dripped all over the floor. And she sent me a picture. Said we're pretty sure it's a raccoon. I mean, picture of the damn thing still alive, bleeding all over the place. So Dang. I come, I had to, I went over as far as quick as I could and was able to put somebody on the bottom when it took the ductwork off and captured it and got it out of there. Unbelievable. But they'll get in some pretty predicaments, bad spots. 
Now, what's animals you won't deal with? I'm guessing probably for surely, you know, big, large aquatic, I'm sure isn't your deal. And uh, what else you think isn't? Um, under my license, we can't mess Bear, with. shark. We can't deal. In Kentucky, we can't deal with deer, turkey, black wow. bear, elk. We're not allowed to, unless. Who's that, the police you call? One of the Fish and Wildlife, unless they give okay. us. Unless the commissioner of Fish and Wildlife says, okay, we'll give you permission to take care of this animal. But normally, those are certain type animals that I can't. Like somebody's got a black bear, I can't help you. So you're that middleman kind of. And now what's something you won't go down and handle either? I mean, you're not handling pests, really. You're not handling, you know, roaches or even large roaches. I don't like, but I'm scared of spiders. Okay. I'd rather go wrestle a bobcat underneath the house than get a spider. I hate spiders. I yeah, mean, I'm, I'm, damn. I hate spiders. Yeah, okay. My wife okay. thinks it's funny. I, I mean, I'll hand, I'll grab a raccoon with my bare hands and gloves on, but I won't get a spider. I don't like spiders. Wow. Each his own. I don't. But I've so you been, don't do pets. So you don't do so. No, so I don't do insects. Control. I'm not licensed. I'm licensed wildlife. I don't do. <clears throat> I don't do the bug work. I mean, okay. that's that's more com. It's it's more licensing because you're spraying a chemical inside of a house with people do you look down on those people at all like no, it's kind of easy no i get they get they're i mean the I call, bug guys they mm-hmm. call me animal guys but they're i mean i get we get a lot of work from the pest control because they get they get pest call somebody gets a raccoon they look up in the phone book and they call pest control yeah. exterminator and so then that exterminator calls me and says hey marty we got customers got raccoons take care of it right or then i'll go to a house and Oh, and I'll be doing a job where I find termite damage when I'm in uh, crawl space or you know something like that. And hey, oh, yeah. I recommend this guy. Yeah, and then we help each other out. Now we pass it back and forth. Right, and we just be in professional courtesy and help each other. I scratch your badger, you scratch mine. Yeah, there deal. you go. And now, then some guys do both. Yeah, a lot of guys have their pest control license and wildlife license. Okay. But I, I just had the one. But I mean, the bigger, just bigger company. And while or um, pest control is a big, big business. I yeah, mean, yeah. It a seems lot of like business. It. Yeah, it seems like it. Um, would you get calls every day? Yeah, I get. I mean, I'm not big, you know, hundreds of calls a, a week. But I get quite. A, you know, it, it varies. You get slow. I might get a bunch of calls, and it might not phone might not ring for a day or two. But I've always got jobs going on, so I'm staying. Right, because some of them take a couple days, a couple weeks. Well, some, yeah, some of them take a while, bat jobs. I've got several bat jobs scheduled already for this spring. You know, I, I keep – I'd like to be – I don't want to be busy. I've got one guy, and I don't want to be busier than that. I right. want – Right. I don't want to get – I don't want to grow too big. I mean, it'd be good to grow, but then you have more people. You have more responsibility. More responsibility, more vehicles, more insurance, more liability. No. It's a lot. Yeah, and then I lay, then I'll be home at laying awake, worrying about. And I got jobs, work for this guy and this guy. I'm gonna make this payment. I, I'm happy with what I'm doing. Me and one guy, I mean, that keep me happy. Tim, you said his name is. Yeah, Timmy Cooper. He's a he's my farm hand. He's my wildlife man. Uh, he's home right now, putting an engine in one of our race cars. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, he's getting. We're getting ready for race season. So he's working on that right now. Okay, so the summertime is rate like. So what kind of racing you guys do? Uh, compacts. It's Cavaliers, Hondas. I, I race a uh, Cavalier. Okay, so to, you get out there and, and uh and dirt track, dirt, dirt track, track racing. Yeah. So how often do you guys do that? Uh, every weekend. Because this is a dirt track right over here. Oh, there is. Hmm. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah, there's. That was last year's car. Hawk racing right there. Yeah. Hawk Wildlife Control, and that's your car right there. Yep, that's my car. And that's your company. Yep, that's my company. Hawk Wildlife Control. Yes, sir. 
Um, and I'm the driver. <laughs> amen, baby. And I've got another car this year, two of them this year, and, and stay Timmy's going to drive it. Who, who is Timmy? The guy that works for him, he's going. He's going to drive the second car. Okay. And is he? Uh, and so now, let me see what kind of cage. Zoom in on that, please. What kind oh, of cage you got? That. You know what that is? That is a. I bought that car already built. That is a front of a shopping cart. Look at that. Now, look after I said that, and you look at that. That's the front of a shopping cart. It is upside down. I love it. Now, my new car that... Oh, just, I like this one. The new car that I... I, I you, got, you got pictures of it, too. Now, it's got a custom-built roll cage. I mean, it's top-notch. A good friend of mine, Corey Lewis from 1107 Motorworks at home where I live at, he built me a custom... Yeah, that car. He built me He built me a custom cage. And for now, it. how fast this thing goes? I will go 70 mile an hour. 67. So what are the rules in this what is this what is this branch of racing called again? This is compacts. So in they compacts, call them Hornets, compacts, four cylinder class. It's four cylinder motor. So only a four cylinder yeah, motor. Yeah, it's front wheel drive. There's four cylinder rear wheel drives and front wheel drives. So these things you can't even get them going that fast anyway if you wanted to, oh, really. No, you can you can spend you can spend a lot of money on them. I don't um I've got a I spent I spent way too much this year. I mean, you can go out and spend four or five thousand dollars if you want on and having the motor built. Wow! Just a Ecotech, just what's a run around. Look, they're in Cavaliers or in uh, Malibus. Those H eight. They're in a bunch of different Chevrolet engine, but they're just it's a cheaper class. I mean, you get the Cavalier. Oh, it's affordable. Yeah, it's it's affordable class. It's and you go up late model or more modified or sport mod, and you're getting bigger motors so bigger what cars. what what cars so what years and types of cars can be in this class of racing the our track rules is four it's got to be front wheel drive and four cylinder that's it yeah anything else okay put take me to a, a race of that on youtube sean real quick i just want to see something we have a local dirt track right there in my home in my home county wow and there's several around us and how they, often will you guys race i mean we could race i mean i right ra- we race every saturday night when their season starts and then they have other tracks that race on friday nights and some race on a sunday so we could go all over there we that's go move right forward dirt track. wow so that's dirt track huh it's fun is it yeah is it pretty dangerous or not really yeah it can i mean we wear full fire suit and helmet and i mean it can i've never got i mean i've never wrecked other than hitting cars i've never had a rollover or gone off I went off the bank once last year, but they able to drive right back on. But I watched a lot of guys get hurt in it. You, you can get hurt in it. How much does it cost to be in it? What, to to have the car or just to race? Yeah, just take me through the costs. I mean, like, I mean, to race, the $30 pit pass, and I'm racing that night. Wow. Just dirt, just entry fee. And usually we get, like, a, if we if we run the feature, you get a, you get a $20 start money. You get $20 back out of that. If you win. No, just to start, just to be in the feature. Everybody gets, say there's 15 to feature, you get that start money back, even though you don't win. And then I think our class What does feature is, mean? You get in the top 15? The the big race. Okay. You got hot laps. You got your hot laps, and uh, then you go, you got a, you hot lap. Qualify. Yeah, and you're qualifying, and then you, then you go up to get your feature lap. Then you're featured. Sometimes you get, depends on how many cars you have, you have one feature, two features. But our uh, our particular track, I think they're paying out this year eight hundred for first, wow. and five for second. How, that's a lot of money for a little compact. Yeah, it is, man. And how uh, how long is the race? Uh, but ours is fifteen laps. Wow. So what does that take? Maybe twelve twelve minutes. Yeah, I mean, it takes. I mean, you're moving on. Ours is some tracks are ours is a longer track, and some tracks are shorter. 
I mean, it seems like it's forever when you're out there. And you have a lot of cautions, and you got to sit and wait, or somebody wrecks, and they got to clean up all the – drag it off the track, and you'll be waiting. I mean, sometimes you might be out there 20 minutes. But, it's but there's not, no pit stops or anything like no, that. No, you can't – in ours, there's no pitting. There's no – if you go I've, – I've run races with flat tires. Just keep on going. Yeah. Till they Till they tell me stop. They, they'll they black flag me, red, you know, get off the track, and then I'm done. So anybody with a four-cylinder car could go get a pit pass and get in that race. Yeah, as long as it's got a approved, you know, roll cage approved, and you got your safety gear, they'll get in. And some of them inspect them pretty close, but I mean, you got to have a helmet, you got to have safety your your clothes, wow. fire extinguisher. But I mean, it's it's a fun dirt track has been in my area for years and years. Yeah, my they had bombers and stock, you know, stock cars, bombers, and now we're getting it's just an affordable class. It's just one that my first car I paid twelve hundred dollars for it, ready to race. It borrowed a helmet and was racing. Yeah. Uh, and this year I built a new, bought bought a car, bought an old car, motor blowed up, and had it all fixed up and repainted and uh, new body panels put on it and then putting in a built, you know, had the motor built, put in it, and all new cage built, new wow. racing seat. And it's it's just a fun so way. So now it's, you're getting into I it. Mean, now you yeah. I mean, I'm advertising. It's, it's business. Yeah. It's right off from a business. I like it. I like it. Wife likes that. The ride off, it's fun. Blow off some steam, yeah. it's fun. Honey, I got to go do some advertising tonight. Yeah, <laughs> that's well, all be, There's, there's quite a few wildlife guys actually. That I know now. You know what would be cool, man. And I'm just gonna to give you a free idea here. And this is, you put a cage in the back, you throw a couple animals in that bitch while you're driving. <laughs> they probably frown on that. Well, <laughs> I don't know, would they? But do you want to talk about horsepower? Talk about raccoon power. Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> Put a bunch of mean, pissed off raccoons. Yeah, dude. Be like, damn, that's got eight raccoons. It's got it's got two hundred eighty horsepower. It also has eight raccoon power in it, baby. It's not a bad idea, really. But they pay for the car, really. I mean, there you go. Catching raccoons and animals help pay for that car. Let them enjoy it, brother. Let them enjoy but, the ride, I mean, man. Some people do different things for inter- you know, go out clubbing. I go, we go racing. Well, then the kids will want to come by and see your car before the race. You know what I'm saying? There would be. Oh, well, they come down in the pits and they look at the cars and take pictures. I love the kid. Uh, we do, um, there's a thing they call running the track in before the race where where they're getting the track ready and they got, it gets a little bit too wet where they water and we go run it in, just mm-hmm. dry it out. And we're, we just, we just go slow. We don't go real fast. And I'll take, we'll take kids. We can have somebody go with us. Oh, that's cool. Now, you talking about making, you know, a little 10 year old day, him riding that car. I bet. Oh, man, just they love it you know get to ride in a race car i mean we're not nascar but no but to them you are yeah i mean it's for where i'm at it's kind of like you know we're nascar we're oh it's It's still a race car (laughs) to a 10 year old being on a track made out of dirt which is one of their favorite things we have a he's i guess 11 now he's 10 last year he was racing um a compact and he had a sport mod wow and he's 10 years old so Man, they, they start them. I race against a lot of kids that are 10, 12, 14 years old. And here I'm 48 and I'm racing against 10 year olds. Oh, look, man. It's the, that's the world today, man. It's, you know, we got to compete with the young, bro. Yeah. The competition. Bring it, for- and those are the ones that'll make a big, will make race car drivers when yeah. they started out young. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, maybe let's maybe we can leave out a, if there's a story that you want to tell us something, maybe some like a wild experience that's happened over the years. Um, well, the one I, we were discussed, um, get a call from a and do a lot of a lot of local work but sheriff departments police department will give me calls they get a deer stuck in a fence or now will they sometimes call you when they just don't want to deal with something sometimes well they're just not their field okay you know, they get i'll get a call like you know, we got this raccoon and somebody's got a pet raccoon 
mm-hmm. or they'll call me or um, police. I, I, this happens a lot. Um, the, the old, uh, the old, I don't have you know a wit a person at home, residence, and they hear something and think somebody's breaking in. It's mm-hmm. a raccoon in their attic. And they Damn. think it's a person up there. Oh, of course. And so then they'll, and the cops are you know they'll be like, well, we know Marty. Let's you know here here's his number. And they'll call me, and then I'll come out and try to take care of it for them. But I get a call one night, and it was real. It was I don't know, one or two o'clock in the morning. I get a call from a sheriff's department a couple counties away from their dispatch that we need your help. We get they're on a traffic stop, and they have an unusual occupant in the vehicle. And I said, well, what? And they said, well, it's, they said it might be a deer. I said, okay. So I grab a big dog dog crate, and my daughter wanted to go. She was still up. We I, we're night owls. And so she goes with me. And so I go, we travel there. It took us about an hour to get there. And I get there, and there's all the cops are all on the side of the road. And they got the guy out there, and they're doing the touch, and they're still doing a sobriety test on him where he was drunk. And I get up to the car, and there's baby deer in the front seat. And what was he little, doing? Just, stri- just sitting there? Well, the guy had a pet deer. I mean, the guy's driving around drunk with pet deer in his car. Oh, hell yeah. In the front seat. And they, I think actually they tried, <laughs> I think they got him for wanting endangerment, maybe. We're like a passenger for because it's an occupant. Oh, but endangering uh, that animal. I guess that's and uh, it it was tame. I mean, it'd been bottle fed, and so my we get the deer out, put it in my truck. Now, you got pictures. He's got pictures of that. They're, they had it in my truck, bottle feeding it on the way home. Was it fr- in the front seat or back seat? It was in the front seat of the car. Hell yeah, They're right in the front seat. Well, I even had seatbelt. Hell, seat it could have been a damn date, of, dude. Honestly, well, it, <laughs> not to judge. Young. Well, but I mean, he had like you talked about the bling. It had a big fancy collar on it. They had a collar, a little duck, pretty dog collar on it. And it, look, it's hard to meet somebody, man, in some areas. <laughs> you know, no judgment. It is. But what it found out, the guy had just like I talked to you before. He found it on abandoned, said it was orphan. Wow. Picked it up, you know, and kept it because he didn't think mommy's around. But we kept it for a week or so. My daughter, she bottle fed it, and then we took it to a rehabber, and they. I, don't, I didn't check by I me. Mean, they raise they'll bottle feed and raise them up and turn them loose. Mm. Take them out in the wild. Mm. Any wild horses or anything you ever been called or anything that just anything like that? Any wild horses? No. I'm trying to think of any other animals that really are. Um, it's nice to know where this middle ground is. Though. I get turtle calls. I've done some. You know, people just and complain what are they about up snapping to? turtles in their ponds. Oh. Oh, just yeah. don't want snapping turtles in the pond. You get to go. And you get in there. I just, oh, I don't do turtle man. I don't go in and wrestle the turtles. And no, who does I'm that? Not. Well, the the turtle man guy. I don't do the. Oh, you he, call a reptile guy? Yeah, he's uh, he had a show on. He's in, from Kentucky. Called oh, really? Turtle Man. Oh, I never saw it. Yeah, oh, you'll, you'll, you used to have a TV show on. Did he? Yeah. Uh, he don't. Uh, it's not on anymore. He would go into ponds and actually grab them. Um, yeah, there you go. He oh, is man. actually a good friend of. My good friend Ronnie Vincent, it helped me get started in the wildlife business, and he actually is a turtle wrangler. That's what he was known for. Damn, he goes in there, feels for them, and grabs them by the tail and pulls them out. Wow! I just use a jug and a hook and catch them and <laughs> get rid of them for him. But it's interesting that the whole field—it seems like you know your grandfather kind of got you into dealing with animals, and and it's just interesting that it like in the same way that there's kind of the food chain and Mother Nature that the way that we learn things from each other and a lot of it is by another human showing us something you know yeah. it's like anybody could give you a book or send you a link to a video but unless you really have somebody kind of showing you 
a lot of times. It's really how you get into things. Well, it's not like the trapping part to dine thing. Yeah. I've had um, uh, a buddy. He didn't know him at the time. Several years ago, he messages me, hey, man, I like I watch your – I post all my – catch pictures in the wintertime on my Facebook page. All my, everybody wants to see my kind of, my everybody's fascinated with it and just and loves to see all the pictures. The we'll cows. put a link to that. What is it? It's, just, it's on my, just on my Facebook page, Marty okay. Voyeurs. All right, we'll put a link then to that. Then I have my business page, Hawk Wildlife Control. It's on Facebook also. Okay. But it, um, so he messaged me and said, I'm, I'm, I like your stuff. Can I get in? Will you help me? Yeah. And so for about the next two years, he went trapping. We became real good friends. We trapped. I showed him. He didn't know a thing. I mean, his name was Josh Bryan. Maybe mm-hmm. you get to see this. And we became good friends, and I taught him all about trapping, everything that I've learned over the years, and went out and trapped together for a couple of years, and then he went on his own. Now he traps. So, yeah. and, and hopefully he'll pass. He's got two daughters, and hopefully maybe he'll pass that down to one of them or get to pass it on to. I've helped several kids. No, well, he's not a kid, but I've helped several people like that pass that tradition on right which is a dying tradition is it yeah i mean you just don't see it any i mean who do you know it goes out and traps coyotes in the winter it's just a dying tradition nobody i mean it's kind of a you know one year my wife let me grow a beard mm-hmm. i mean i had a mountain man a pretty big there you go big full beard fun can't do it no more she won't let me she won't no why what happens she just don't like the beards yeah Oh, I can have a beard if it's neat and trimmed. Yeah. And she's going to kill me for you on talking about her. But I can, if it's all neat and trimmed, I Look, can have man, it. But Rules is rules. We yeah. need rules, man. We need rules. We happy need... wife, happy life. There you go. That's what they say. I believe that, man. <laughs> um, now, but tell me this. So a trapper, what does a trapper do? I just want to finish here so I know exactly clearly what a trapper is and what it does. I mean, trapper versus wildlife, nuisance wildlife. Right. So when you say like you go trapping coyotes, like what do you like? So uh, when when I'm trapping, I'm fur trapping. There, let me put it fur nuisance wildlife. Um, getting rid of animals. That see, I can't. I don't keep those furs. If I catch a raccoon, it's out of season. Right. I don't keep those animals. Right. And fur trapping is in the winter months from November to end of February is fur bear season when I can go out and trap. You can go out and trap ground or. Uh, Go out and trap coyotes, raccoons, um, fox, beavers, bobcats. So it's just the same as hunting season, but it's fur trapping season. Yeah, it's fur bear season, fur trapping season. And, you know, it's a lot of young kids. You know, a lot of people do it, old timers and pass it on and just people learn. I mean, there's a million YouTube videos about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm still learning stuff every day. I watch new new techniques and new methods. You know, everybody's got their own method on how they trap or baits they use or bait and lure business is a huge business is it trapping oh yeah they're i mean they all make the similar baits but everybody's got their best bait and what's that top bait you use a lure what do you use chicken liver oh no it's like on my predator trapping uh one of my favorite lures is jeff dunlop lures and he's just a big hardcore trapper and has developed his own lure baits and lures and now what kind of uh meat if you use a, a, a meat or something you use a well most bean, lures are made with baits are made with like muskrat meat tainted muskrat meat oh, yeah. that's aged then got preservative oh, in yeah. with it yeah, yeah. or a beaver meat that's tainted a little bit to give off that to to give off the smell for the that predator oh yeah so like oh, um, yeah. like bobcat you know they the muskrat meat based bait they uh, like that scrat pardon they like that scrat meat yeah <laughs> i mean it's one of the things they eat right you know i mean they're um 
beavers. Bob, bobcats love beavers. So, they so let me name something. You tell me what eats it. All right. <laughs> uh, groundhog. Coyote. Okay. Coyote. A car. Damn. <laughs> well, I mean, that's their. They don't have a name. <laughs> look, have a look, I man. mean, man, coy- man's the coyote's predator. Okay. So the food chain should have a damn Volvo in it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <I> <laughs> you think, might say that. <laughs> I think that's kind of good, man. Sean, what do you feel like? Any questions today? I feel like we covered a lot of good stuff, man. Do you feel like you gave out a lot of good information? Yeah. I mean, I had more. I mean, we we, we kind of got off on other. I didn't think about. I didn't know we were going to talk about predator or fur trapping or race, but that's that's all good. You know, it's all well. It's about all race. interesting stuff. You know, some of that is. I, I think myself and even a lot of our listeners. I would love. I think one day to, I didn't know that there was access to be able to go race cars if i wanted to like that mm. so you know to know that if i were to put together you know you said it's about a five five thousand dollar automobile you have to put well, together. i mean huh? it's the you can go out say you i mean we get them i get on my i'm always looking for cavaliers that's what i race and you get on facebook marketplace i'll find a cavalier eight hundred dollars runs good boom snatch that sucker up strip you know you strip the whole interior out throw your roll cage in it you know, you can use the stock tires or put racing wheels and tires on it, bead locks. You can zoop up the motor, add some modifications to it, and you got to take all the glass, all the glass taillights out of it. Bam, go racing. Slap your, some guys just take a spray paint can, paint a number on them. Some guys put, I've got several sponsors, so I'm lucky to, I mean, I don't have a lot, but I got enough to where I can get some gra- some real graphics done. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a... I mean, anybody can get into it. I mean, you got a little bit of money, you go out and get a car. I don't know. Every track's different. They all have their rules, but this is country, down-home country, dirt track racing. Yeah. I mean, Saturday night, yeah. I mean, just about every weekend, you're going to see a good fight, usually. Fights break out. People, one guy's pissed at the other guy. You hit me, and you did this, and get in the fights. I mean, it, it's pretty, it's fun. You know, it's all for all, there's babies running around there to people in wheelchairs yeah it's fun for all it's a good my daughter's going to go work at our racetrack this year she's going to help work the gate so i mean everybody get everybody in the family be involved in it kind of so i'll race she'll be helping with the gate so it's it's fun it's a good way to blow off steam yeah we don't i don't club and party do all that scene so we go saturday nights we go racetrack i love that i love that man no look man i think it's really fascinating stuff you know i appreciate you uh so much mr voyage for joining us today i'm honored to be here yeah man it's really really cool and uh and we'll put links to where people can check you out or hire you and you're mostly in the in the kentucky area yeah i do in ohio too okay across the river ohio river and ohio okay so yeah man if you guys want to meet the magic man somebody's got to work (laughs) somebody's got to work the middle ground of the animal kingdom huh yep and that's who he is, the middleman himself. Thank you so much, Mr. Voyeur. All right, thank you very much. Now I'm just floating on the breeze, and I feel I'm falling like these leaves. I must be cornerstone. Oh, but when I reach that ground, I'll share this peace of mind I found. I can feel it in my bones, but it's gonna take a little time. For me to set that parking brake And let myself unwind Shine that light on me I'll sit and tell you
I've known They want so thin that they're damn near gone I guess 